got a trip. The church that I go to is, is the river. I go there to wash everything away. I wish you were there drinking rum, crying your little eyes out. <laughs> this fly that my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa perfected, they found it. They found the materials to tie it in the back of a taxi Down in Andros, they just tell you bring gotchas. Don't bring anything else. When I was out there on the water with people, I was... I can feel the energy of other Definitely. people, and I care about it. I think that's one of the most crucial parts of fly fishing that often gets overlooked. You know, we're jet-lagged, lack of sleep, we're half drunk. Holding on to your nuts with one hand, you're holding on to the boat with the other hand. Shitting and tall cotton, dude. Man, this is what's going on in the world right now. You know, you're on a boat fishing down a beautiful river. Be deliberate with everything that you do with yeah. fly fishing. Yeah. Well, what do you do on your days off? I'm like, I'm on this boat. I'm rowing people down the river trying to figure out what's fishing. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't trade it, man. It's awesome. Pretty sure it's an ego. Are we recording? Mm -hmm. Now it's recording. (laughs) Everyone just got quiet. Yeah, here we are. Back Are you going to introduce yourself with all your names? Not today. It's your boy, Young Mayo, <laughs> a.k.a. Handles Sandals, a.k.a. Cedar Panels, Scented Candles, MC Peach Fuzz, your boy, Peter Sandals. There you go. He got most of them. He did. I feel <laughs> that was good. Did you write them down or no? You just no. remembered? I just saw Missed memory. a couple. What we were talking about nicknames yesterday with blizzard because he goes yeah he's like cameron won't introduce me as blake ever it's always just blizzard oh yeah and i'm like yeah to my friends you yeah know? like yeah you're blizzard you're always going to be blizzard yeah it's a good it's a good nickname yeah i'd accept it yeah it's a sweet nickname yeah and then i i mean we're starting to get more nicknames with everyone in the gorge oh yeah and try to figure it out um there's so many there's well there's like there's Three Pete's now. Well, yeah. at first it was Peter, Pete, and then we have another Pete, Pete. now. Yeah. And I think he's just going to stay Pete. And then we'll do Party Pete, Peter Sandals, Sandals Handles, Young Mayo. Um, Yeah, Party Pete, that's a pretty good. It, it's fitting. It, it's very fitting. Especially when he's got the mullet. Yeah, definitely. He, it's it's a pretty fierce mullet. Dude. It is. And dude. he yeah. rocks the handlebar with it. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. That is that is something else there, bud. I mean, he ro- he pulls it off though. He, he does. does pull it off. And then I mean, Jackson is spider. Spider. I don't know. Angus doesn't have a nickname. I don't know. I don't think we should just make one on the spot. No, for no. <laughs> I'm thinking. I wanted to. Um, Timo. Well, some of them. Timo. St- yeah. Some of them stick, and like some of them don't. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You just gotta rattle them off to one stick. Because I've heard a few of like for Will. Oh yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. He, well, he calls himself Oompa Loompa or something. Yeah. yeah. Oompa Loompa. But no one ever. Yeah, I don't call him that. I just call him Willie Boyd. Yeah. Willie, Willie Boyd. Willie. Yeah. Just Willie. I don't know. Nicknames. There's a, there's a few different <laughs> names for Will. Can't All think interchangeable. Of we're starting off slow here, boys. Slow start. Told you, I don't know. I just don't know if I got it in me right now. I got to really get worked up here. 
I mean, we got some things written down mm-hmm. we can talk about. Just jump into them or not. We could just jump into one of them. Yeah. Well, we're here at, I mean, we're kind of, every state of Colorado is pretty much in runoff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would assume most places are. Pretty quiet right now. Yeah. Um, but it, like, I feel like we had a false runoff. This is what we were talking about last night. Yeah. Where I feel like it was a false runoff. Like it comes up and everyone's like, oh, that's it. It's starting to come down. It's like, no. It just got cold again. Yeah. It hadn't, it hadn't gotten warm. Um, now that's Double starting peak. to get warm. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, there's still tons of snow up there when you're looking around. Well, and it's um, hard yeah. to like, it's hard to call just cause like, I don't know. I feel like in 2019 it started and then it, you know, like it should always just kept going up, you know, hundred to 300 CFS every day. And then it peaked and then it came back down. Um, whereas this year it's just all over the place. Like. It, the river will get into a rhythm and then it'll just be like two days of just like on a on a drop yeah you know without like doing the up and down mm-hmm. thing and it's just so it's been weird um got hot and then it got cold again and it's been snowing in the high country here and there yeah, it's and snowing. it's just like the water's not shucking out of the mountains quick no. and i think i think we all get antsy and we want to make calls on things and then we do and then everybody gets excited and then it changes and then it's just like ah it's hard it's hard to make that call at least from my Um, perspective it's all wishful thinking yeah Yeah. try to speak it into existence (laughs) i mean and you can sit there and stare at graphs and from years past and be like oh this is what's going to be like but you just you never know yeah um and i mean yeah last night here at the house i mean there's there's been frost on my window almost every morning last night like you could see your breath Oh, like, really? Oh, geez. Like, it's still really cold. Dang. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say, too. Like, I don't know. What, I don't believe it's going to get muddy again. It's yeah. hard telling. Just depends. I mean, if it gets like. Because it's been green for a while, greenish. Yeah. But, and it's it feels like it hasn't dropped below 3,000. At least the Gunnison River here hasn't dropped steady. below 3,000 for a while. I mean, It'll what, go up to 36. The last two days we've floated, and I mean, I feel like the lakes come up, you know, three feet in two days almost. I think it... It's coming up like a foot a day or something like that. Yeah, at least. I mean, there's well, not... I checked it last night, so let's see. There's not much of a river down there where you take out... I think we're under like 20 feet away from full pool at Blue. You did right look now. it up last night. It was, yeah, we're 20 feet off. 79% is what I saw last night. 79%. Last time I checked, like a few days ago, it was like 75. It's shooting. It's, yeah. So they, they're just, they must have bumped flows because it's 78.25. Who bumped flows? They must have pushed it out of the dam, I imagine. In tomorrow or. Uh... Let's see. Like, we, we just snow danced a little too hard up here. Yeah, the outflow is, the outflow is bumping right now. I mean, it's good that we have all this water. It's just causing yeah issues it's causing a lot of issues but what, what, well but on the you know you can it it sucks in the moment but i think once all this stuff passes like it's this is going to be so good for the rivers yeah it's going to flush them the bugs are going to be so stoked and the fish are already stoked yeah I mean, the fish we've been they're catching the last two quality. days are super quality super healthy colored up like they're eating well they're fat you know they're strong yeah, they're fighting hard. 
Um, I think that's great because in years past we haven't seen that, you know, I mean, yeah, they just get a little bit of it and they're like, no, is it slips away? And then they just get, you know, and they just, they get so strong Mm -hmm. like this time of year when they're just sitting in that current. They've been pulling. Oh yeah. Dude. I mean, you hook some of those and you're just like, geez. Yeah. Like this thing's gotta be a tank. And it's like, no, it's just, just fighting hard. Yeah. And you're in, you know, heavy water, almost 4,000 CFS, you know, but, um, Ooh, we can talk about some carnage here. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about... So we can go... Well, we saw some carnage yesterday on the Gunnison River. I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm not going to go too in-depth, but there was a nice, good wrapped boat up against uh, Counter Road 32 Bridge. That was pretty sweet. I like like some carnage. Everyone was safe. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone was fine. fine. Everyone made it out As long as you know everyone's fine, then carnage is pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whitewater trip, so that's what they're looking for anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, just the experience. (laughs) They're like, yeah, we wrapped the boat on a bridge. We all swam. It was crazy. That would be a really terrible... I mean, it's an easy swim if you can get to the bank over there, but it wouldn't be a fun swim. And then you got to walk through all those willows and all that brush and crap to get up to the highway that wouldn't be fun at all i mean it'd be brutal but luckily everyone was safe and then there's been a ton of carnage on the arkansas river oh yeah in town um scout wave which is in salida it's in the their water park i showed you i showed you both those yep. videos yeah. yeah um i've seen a few from other people and it's yeah it's pretty entertaining. I would not want to be. I had some buddies who went over there. I mean, we floated it early yeah. this year, and it was running like 400 or something. And we, I, it was sweet. Yeah, we went through, and it was like, huh, I wonder what this wave's going to look like at high water. You know, this could be pretty gnarly. Um, and, I mean, it's intimidating coming in because it feels like it's, you're, it's like a four-foot drop when you're coming into it, when you're rowing. Yeah. But, it's just one big wave. Yeah, it's just one giant wave. And it's pretty like um, it has it's like a keeper hole almost. Oh, like yeah. it doesn't want to let you go. It's got that like big Yeah. Like foam line foamy line to it or I don't know what to call it, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, want to let you go. Yeah, and it's like there's the wave and then there's like an initial hole like right below the wave that yeah. just wants to keep you there. And yeah. yeah, we've been seeing some videos of it, but I had some buddies that went through at eight hundred and like didn't think anything of it, you know, and people on the bank are like, Hey, push, 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 you know? And they're like, just cruising in and do they got surfed in there for a while and ended up getting out. But it, it scared the shit out of them to say the least. They're like, Holy shit. Like I did not believe that was possible in here. Um, but like two days after boats just started flipping in there, commercial fishing boats, rafters, all kinds of stuff just started turning over. Finally, all these videos started coming out. I mean, I, the one I showed you guys was full fishing frame. Oh, yeah. going dump truck. Yeah, and they just dump trucked straight over. I mean, they went right through the wave, and mm-hmm. then it just holds them, and, I mean, they just flipped right over the top. Bow over stern, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was it was pretty gnarly. The dude who was ever up front got tossed, tossed ejected. Dude, I mean, he was like eight feet in the air for a second. If not further, like it again, everyone was fine, but it's a carnage is pretty fun, especially to watch. when it's a fishing frame. I yeah. mean, you're just like, Holy yeah. shit, that's it's never fun when that happens no. or seeing that, you know, like you're you're like, Oh man, that could happen to me, you know, if I'm not doing things right. But what I had heard is the guy who designed the, this wave has done them in other places mm-hmm. around Colorado and basically screws them up every time, is what I've heard. It's just hearsay, 
I don't know the guy's name. I don't know who the hell. So he first is. off, this is a man-made. It's a man-made feature. Now, yeah, it's well, a perfect surfing wave. This, so the, like, was this created kind of like we see in similar like whitewater park areas? So it's yes. like implemented for kayakers yeah, and yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's no laterals on the side or like eddy lines you can take to get out of the wave. Like you have to hit the hole pretty much if you want to no go through. No skirting. Yeah, there's no skirting yeah. the wave. Like you right. have to hit the hole. Yeah. Um, and that's what no one understood when the water came up. And this is a new feature from last year, I believe. They built it last yeah. winter. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's wrecking people. So they ended up coming in with giant sandbags and they made a diversion like a boat chute on the left-hand side, river left. And there is a takeout above this wave, like right before the wave, there's a takeout river left, a new takeout. So you can just skip the wave. Um, but everything below Salida, no one's really floating because they can't get through. Um, but now that this boat shoot has been made with sandbags, um, I saw a video of the boat shoot and it's pretty sketchy as well. Like it does not look very fun to, get into that boat shoot like getting in is fine but exiting like i mean it's a huge research now oh so you're basically oh, wow. entering into a shoot and then you have a big lateral and a research yeah so almost wants to just push over in that hole anyways that yeah you take the boat shoot yeah wow it's pretty messed up it doesn't you think look those good. sandbags are gonna hold up or you think that stuff's gonna be i don't gone? know i mean they're like i don't even know how to explain it they're like giant like four by four or five by five like bags Right. Um, and I'm sure they used a, a, I don't know if they used a crane or a bulldozer to place them in there or what yeah. they did, but I mean, they're huge. Well, it doesn't sound like the Arkansas Valley is having as good of a water year as the Gunnison. No, I mean, they're, they're up. I mean, they, they've got, good. they have more water than they have in years past. Yeah. They're still um, above a hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. They were, average. I think they were, it dropped down to like 93 at one point yeah. throughout the winter, and then it came back up to like 120. Yeah. They so were like, hurting for a while. Yeah, um, and they usually do. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's the banana belt over there. You go over there, and you can have a 50-degree difference here from Gunnison to there yeah. or more at times. When you get the rain shadow. and mm-hmm. um, So, I mean, it's they they have good water, but, yeah, that that wave is it's something else. It's pretty entertaining to Tearing watch. people up. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they do to fix it. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what their plan is with that yet. I mean, I've been trying to keep yep. up as much as I can with they're that. They're probably going to wait and yeah, wait. They're going to have to till low water. I mean, there's nothing you're going to I mean, do. the videos of the people surfing in it are pretty cool. I mean, it's a perfect it's surfing sick to perfect surf. surfing wave. Yeah. But it yeah, you do not want to go through that right probably now. All the kayakers are like, "No, don't change that." Yeah, this yeah. is great. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, if they made a good boat shoot and had good flows through it's that boat shoot, but like I said, the video seems pretty like that I saw of it. It was like, oh, that looks still pretty sketchy. And that's you know one thing yeah. like why, like when you make a whitewater park that's on a highly trafficked river like the Arkansas, like with every whitewater park, why isn't there a boat shoot? Like why don't why don't you give people that option? I don't understand well, that either. Like in Gunnison here, you know. Yeah, and we have like I mean, oh. there's they're not really boat shoots. Yeah, it's not like it's. You still don't want to go over there either. No, You're like, you don't really eh. want any part of it, any of it. Yeah, they're easier to go through, and there's there's not as much of a wave or hole. Yeah. But I mean, even like the first wave in the Gunnison Whitewater Park, like just below Twin Bridges, yeah. that's not much of a boat shoot, and you can only hit that at, at a certain flow. At a certain flow. And then like at like 
two grand, I think. Or I mean, yeah. you could probably hit it at less, but it's more of just like you're going over a big rock shelf. Yeah. And there's logs in there. There's all kinds of crap in it's the way. It's collected everything. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, it's every year someone's flipping boats in the whitewater park and, like, it and they have issues. no idea people yeah. are swimming like and it's it's a dangerous situation yeah and it like any structure that's man-made um that has potential to flip boat or you know cause harm or you know whatever I feel like to there a should boat, be a boat shoot yes there you you should be given that option yeah. you know it's not like a natural rapid they, i mean they built that one up on the allmont stretch they built that like years ago. Oh. They built that little boat chute. Yeah. For that one wave, that's not even that big, big of a deal. Yeah. Everyone was terrified of it, and it was, and they built the boat chute. But you can't even run that boat chute again. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's like an excuse for irrigation. Like they build that boat chute, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll build a boat chute here, and then they can get more water right. out of irrigation. I have no idea because huh. you're literally yeah, like floating that. into an irrigation ditch. ditch. And then there's like a concrete slab that goes down. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I get like you're going no. into an irrigation ditch and then there's a slab that drops back down into the river. So they um, have to push it up enough an irrigation ditch for it to even roll over that. I mean, it was, it was an irrigation ditch to begin with. I believe right. it was just, they just let you slide back into the main channel yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know. And that wave wasn't even that big of a deal. And it's like, they put a ton, you can tell it's well-made. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice concrete slab that they put in there. I saw a boat go through. This is back before the Gunnison was up to like three grand. I think it was 1800. And I was up here and I saw a, a boat take the right channel at guardrail hole. Oh, yeah. I got pretty interesting. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Um, who was I talking? Was I talking with you about that? It was me and someone Maybe else. it was losing that. Maybe Party Pete. Yeah. We were talking about it. it got, oh, about somebody people going went down, down that right the... channel. Yeah. And you can drop back in because I've done it. Well, they, so they but dropped they back in. They did. They almost, so they, they kept going past the chute. Yeah. It'll take you back right where everyone fishes in that one. Hole. Which is pretty much just a rock shelf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A but it wasn't high enough shelf. to like, yeah, it was, I mean, they're, yeah scraping through there i've done it and i i feel like i've learned my lessons of like trying to take yeah. side channels and irrigation ditches unless i definitely know where they right. go because no. i've had to they walk some know. before yeah. they definitely didn't like, know that was a bad idea like there is a little bit of panic mode yeah. that one would be spicy yes i um, mean they were in aluminum boat though interesting aluminum like aluminum drift boat yeah huh hmm. i bet that was loud yeah it was you could hear him coming were yeah. you fishing or just sitting well, up there? We were we were gonna fish it, and well, we honestly we pulled over to check it out, and we had our we had already been fishing, so we come off the tailor and we're just checking it out, and uh, um, we weren't sure if we could cross that channel, and they were already in, entered in and damage was done. They were in that channel, and they're like, "Can we get through down here?" And I was like, "I don't think so," and they just kept going down into the willows, and you could see where it's you know, comes together. I've seen that move. And then too. they got down there and could see kind of around the corner and see they couldn't make it. So they back rode back up and then they couldn't make it. They almost couldn't make it. So they're able to turn their stern in and go backwards and just bump through. And hmm. they made it, but I stood there and watched like, Oh yeah. You want to waiting, it's going to happen, waiting to see like if, if it was going to get hairy, but they made it. Hmm. I mean, you see, you see dumb stuff all the time. 
Yeah. I mean, especially when there's water, like it's the weirdest thing when there's water, people are like, Oh, let's go float. There's finally water. And it's like, well, there's too much now. Like right. you, you shouldn't be out here. You, yeah. You know, like you, you should not be out here at all. Yeah. But for, I mean, for like someone that doesn't know the river, yeah. it looks like a viable option for sure from the top. Like, You're like, I, oh, I mean, I told uh, you, I saw two guys putting in a canoe the other day at North bridge and it was running mm-hmm. like three grand. Yeah. That's a bad idea. No, thank like, you. Did, no, well, excuse me. Don't do that. Yeah. It's like that canoe. Did they have their little like fold out lawn chairs. Two older the, the guys. Same. <laughs> Like there's a few like a few other guides up here that are like they'll point at that canoe on the uh Almont section. Ah, uh, yes. River Ranch, yeah. And they're like that's why you don't run a canoe. Yep. I mean even in low water I've seen dumb things happen too, but I mean like we get a tuber hatch here and there Yeah. and like <laughs> it just tuber hatch. Those are pretty funny to watch though at times. Yeah. You just watch them bump. But into it's shit also like it's the also paddle like, boards is what gets me. Am like, I gonna have to use my terrible. throw bag? Yeah. You know, yeah. am I gonna have to save somebody? Yeah. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I mean you would, but I you would. Don't, yeah, that's an it's an inconvenience. But it's also like why yeah. like, you know, you're yeah. not trying wearing, to be a dick, but it's an inconvenience. You're in this stupid little Walmart thing yeah. without a life jacket. You shouldn't be here. And it's like Yeah. Like you're just not taking care of yourself no and like you're putting that burden on other people if shit goes south oh yeah and it can i i don't know you're not just affecting your day you're affecting other people's days if like shit goes south yes and i get that it's fun but i don't think this is much of a tubable river no no there's so many sticks on the bank yeah and it's it's fast paced and like it's not really like the temperature the water temps like optimal either like where i grew up in grand junction like the Colorado River. Oh, completely. When it's August. Yeah. And it's super low and it's nothing but slack, maybe a riffle here and there, and it's super wide. It's pro- it's fine. And there's And you're looking to just get a floating cooler and hop in a tube yeah. and that's a great catch idea. A sunburn. Go have a good time. Yeah. That's a catch great a sunburn. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. But college kids up here like go to town on the tube sometimes and it's just like, no, like I remember a few years ago I was launching at Northbridge and it was like two grand and there's some kids getting in on tubes and I'm just like Yeah. Are you like, are you sure? And it, I mean, I don't know what you have to do to educate people. Like, I don't know if you have signs. I have, I have no idea. I don't know. That's a, that'd be an interesting one. I think or the rental, like, the rental dudes need to like hammer down a little bit. Cause for like, a while like, there, what if you just go to college, Walmart? Like, yeah. Wilderness Pursuits was like handing that shit out. Like it was they candy were. to yeah. anybody. Yeah. I don't know if that's safe. Probably not. But if you just go to Walmart and you buy you a, tube, a tube, nothing's stopping you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just like, a sign I at guess, the river. I, I have no idea. I mean, like, how many signs do we need at the river? You know, like, don't tube here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> not I recommended. Like you can't tell people not to, but it's like, hey, it's this isn't going to be safe. Two grand. I feel like most people would look at that and they're like, oh, no. I don't think people but then check again, flows. No, no. But like, like, when it's two grand and you just look at the water. Yeah. You're like, that's cooking. Yeah. yeah you're like, ooh. Yeah. And it looks boily and it's like, fine. like, I don't want to be there. No. Right. Yeah. It's cold. Cold. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm like, dude, this river is n- does not get warm. You have warm. like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it does not get warm. Yeah. And you're just sitting with your ass underwater, you know, just sitting in a tube, just flipping with your hands, hoping you're not bumping into shit. Well, and like, I mean, it's so common too, like that they'll get a big group and they're all, of course, going to tie off. Oh, yeah. 
They're gonna so daisy, gonna daisy chain alone. it. No, they're gonna daisy chain it. So now you got it. ten tubes all yeah, tied in a circle. Just getting wrapped around rocks and bumping into shit. And yeah, I got a pretty good video on my phone of one of those where I thought this kid was going down. I was like, oh no, he's going down. up here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, but again, yes, it's an inconvenience. Yeah, and like, if, if you have to save people in dumb situations. So just, yeah, that, I'd say that's the you know the biggest thing for us is like we're out there all the time, so we'll. We will probably be the people, yeah, dealing pulling out it. a throw bag and dealing yeah. with it, and it's like, yeah, I know the just big not one. something we should have to deal with. No, no, you know, but you're not gonna like let somebody just go floating by and be like, you shouldn't. Yes, sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't. Should have thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And again, yeah, most of them don't have life jackets on. They're like, well, yeah. we're in a tube. Why would I have a life jacket? I'll just right. grab the tube. Yeah. But what if your tube pops or you fall out? That's or? a big one because, like, down on the lower section, there's lots of tubers and the low water years, and they're, like, scraping. Those things pop immediately. Yeah. And now they're, like, down tubes. and None of them have shoes. No you know? shoes. <laughs> Practically none of them are wearing Board shoes. Board shorts, yeah. beers, yeah. and tubes. That's uh, That should be a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the motto, it, baby. You can sell it to put into tubers. Western Colorado, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think there's just times like, I mean, it, there. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more warning out there at times to yeah. certain people, you know, well, to everyone, you know, I mean, yeah. we, we talked to the firefighters the other day in Swiftwater Rescue and, you know, like we were looking at the bridge and I was like, no, I've definitely been under this bridge at a lot higher, you know, like we're good and he actually pulled up a chart. He had a chart on his phone at what like their cutoff rate is um, of flow for all the bridges. Huh? Yeah, he had a full chart. And why isn't that just like published and handed that, out to the that's public? That's what I asked yeah. him. I asked him that, and he goes, "Well, I guess it like I don't see why not." And he goes, "But it's not really my information to give out because I guess um, Three Rivers and Scenic kind of compiled all these, which are well, rafting I've, companies. I've seen the three. I have the Three Rivers. One. Yeah. Um, and I guess they give them out to Swiftwater, like, and to Sheriff to make the call, you know, hey, it's too high. You know, like, you need to close the river. People can't get under the bridges. Right. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it should be shared with the public. How often have you seen that? Um, I've seen it once. Close? Yeah. Do they close You've certain... You've seen it... It might be twice, yeah. 2017. And 19. 2019. Yep. So do they close yep. certain sections? Like, our other bridges, there's... Like, obviously, each bridge might have a different... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah level, so they'll right? slowly so open like them maybe up. Maybe town. Yeah, you can't do town. But I've you seen Allmont close, you know, and town isn't okay. Um, and then usually, you know, they'll close town. So and they'll just make, close and that. And the lower is open. Yeah, um, like I remember in 2019, the lower opened up like during the fourth week of June, and then July 5th, town opened up, mm-hmm. and then like a few days later, Allmont went. I remember so, they were going around town and measuring boats, like if they saw them on the street, because um, my buddy had a big cat boat at the time, oh, and really? the sheriff actually like pulled out in front of his house, and we're like hanging out in his house, and we're like, whoa, what's the sheriff doing out here? He's like, he's fucking with your boat, man, and like they're actually like measuring it from tube to the top of the lean bars to see like how far that was, and if like if certain boats can't make it down, 
you know, mm. like, and hey, here's the restrictions, you know, like. So what do they do? Just slap a sticker on it and be like, you can't go right now? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like, yeah. You're not even I've on the water. Approved. I, I was curious yeah. of that as well, you know, like, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, you, like, are you going to tell people, hey, if you have a frame, a fishing frame, you can't go? Right. And then other boats can? Because, I mean, you can get under a lot of those bridges if you don't have a fishing frame on. Yeah. You know? True. So I don't know how, I mean, can, are you going to discriminate like Well, that? And I know it's like <laughs> micro changes, but also like different boats will sit. Like Yes. I mean, you have I mean, some I, drift boats that sit in six inches and some that sit in two. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. It was it was interesting, but. It's going to be interesting to see if they close the river this year. Just I think, confiscate well, I think your boat. Almont <laughs> was. I, I, there was a warning about Almont. Yes, there was a warning, but it wasn't closed. No, it should be closed now. Okay. It's. Sh- I mean, you can't get under the bridge. Yeah, Costello's is. Yeah, you can't get under the bridge. No bueno. I think but it's like twenty two hundred. You oh, above twenty two. You don't want to do that with a yeah. fishing frame. With a you fishing can go. Frame. I think it's yes. twenty eight. Is the yeah bare raft. But cut like off. town, I can do town at twenty eight. Okay. And get under the Goddard Bridge. Yep. And it's it's close. It's mm-hmm. scary. That coming thing's up always to it. close. Yeah, it's scary coming up to it. You're like, uh oh. But I mean you can do it. And like I don't I don't like to do it at that level, but I yeah. can. Um I've done it just to see. Probably wasn't the smartest move. But um I mean you gotta find out. You gotta yeah. You know, yeah. if you don't have any other resource. I mean, this is back when like I mean, they weren't closing the river when it was high water. And then, yeah, I remember Almont. Yeah, it was 2017, I believe. Was that the first time they ever closed yes. it? Yes. That, that I've noticed. I wonder. That I've seen. I wonder what led them to start closing it. Like, incidents. Probably just, yeah, a lot of incidents. Pins on bridges. Yeah. And, like, hmm. I mean, we're going to see, uh, on all rivers this year, we're going to see a lot of carnage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to be. Swiftwater Rescue is going to have their hands full most of the year yeah if i yeah. had to guess i mean they were there in full force the other day i mean everyone was there. they rolled up quick yeah. too because we dropped boat went yeah. to go run shuttle and it, in the time which we that's ran pretty shuttle, crazy for back. a volunteer department to like yeah. get all their ducks in a row in there like because some of these guys are responding from their houses yeah which yeah. may not be in town i mean boats and stuff didn't show up for a while yeah. Um, they weren't sure. You know, I, I would assume they just deploy boats no matter. Like, hey, you know, like. You hear swift, swift water. Yeah. We need boats. We need boats. Um, but, I mean, you had you had two guys that were already there who are on swift water rescue that mm-hmm. were part of the. Like, they weren't involved in the incident, but they were there. I don't want to give too much information yeah. out. Yeah. But, I mean. Right. I they were, yeah. yeah. They were there. And so, like, they made sure everything was okay. Um, and then, obviously, you know, they have to. I, I believe you have to report those incidents, and I mean, mm-hmm. Swiftwater needs to be called at that point just in case, um, right? I'll, yeah, and make sure everyone's accounted for, and make sure everyone's okay, and yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they were there, and I mean, it was a scene for a minute, and we had sheriffs and everyone watching us, where we were like loading the cooler full of beer, and like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go put in. There's a boat, rods. yeah, there's a boat pinned on the bridge, but yeah, we're gonna be okay. We're not gonna do that. Yeah, don't worry, we we'll won't be good. do that. Yeah, it was. It was entertaining. Like, yeah, they're just all watching us, and we're sitting there loading beers up and, yeah, getting ready to go float. They're like, yeah, not a big fishing deal. fishing guides. Yeah. Yeah. These dummies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they had looks on their faces like, are these guys serious? Like, yeah. I, I was surprised, honestly, no one came up and talked to us. Well, you knew a couple. 
yeah of them yeah i mean i had talked to the fire department there and you know and was just kind of yeah seeing if i i mean if there's anything like i was like hey we're gonna go drop a boat you know like maybe we can get like help and get a line on this thing it'd be easier for us you know like yeah we can but i understand it's probably liability you know they don't need us involved in any of this you know and like right so i was like all right that's fine you know like and we rolled by and it was like yeah we definitely could have gotten a line on that thing you know and done something but they got it it was gone today so i mean they got it off um yeah but it's it's entertaining to watch those things at times and you just don't want to be in those situations ever nope but it's inevitable. I I've mean, been there. Yeah. We're all in between swims, right, Peter? Yeah. 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 I've been pinned before. Yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about your swim the other day? Uh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't yeah. have to. I got, I got tossed out of a little boat, a little ten and a half footer in a rapid. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I thought mean. the whole boat flipped. Popped thought, up. Everything thought, was good. thought the boat flipped. That's, we were, I mean, that would be, yeah. You got a little sideways for a second and went over a pretty good drop and. Um, yeah, I just got tossed. I mean, you had your phone in your pocket, in your life jacket. Yeah. Yeah. It was a quick swim swim, though. I mean, it, it was like, you guys didn't even have to go to the bank or anything. You just popped right back in the boat. I popped up and I was probably 10 feet from the boat. That's not bad. I gave a quick thumbs up, swam over. Tap. Yeah. (laughs) I'm good. Swam (laughs) over, hopped in and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It was fun though, honestly. It was cold. <laughs> it was fun. It was though, refreshing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it happens. We're all in between. Swims. The way the way I Wear see it too jacket. is like you don't. I don't know. You have those experiences, and then you you ever find yourself there again, and it's yeah. You gotta. I mean, sometimes you gotta just yeah. You gotta get it. experience them to know yeah what's gonna happen. Right. But yeah, but, uh, I mean it was. For the most part, it was pretty controlled. I mean, oh, yeah. It yeah. wasn't. Not a lot. It was the last little drop. The the one feature that we didn't want to hit. <laughs> and we weren't really... I mean, we were kind of messing around, trying some new lines, testing some stuff out, and a flow that I'm not as familiar with. Yeah. And and, and in a little boat. So it didn't it didn't take much. But it was the last little drop. So it was kind of squirrely, like... Ooh. Squirrely little boat. It tossed me out. And then, we, you know, we're already in the washing out in the yeah. bottom side. So it wasn't... Not a lot could have gone wrong. I feel like it'd be wrong. tough to crawl in one of those little boats for whatever reason. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. I didn't need any help. Um, I did do, like, my first pull-up. I missed, so I, like, dunked myself back down. And then I went under and got the momentum and just pulled up. Hmm. I feel like I, I mean, there's just, I feel like they'd be tippy trying to crawl back in them. I think it depends on who you are. Yeah. I mean, you'd be fine. I feel like yeah. I'd crawl right in. Yeah. You'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. The more you weigh, like you get if, a bigger guy trying to crawl yeah, back in there, gonna, it's going to be tough. You're going to want somebody else sitting on the far tube, yeah. and like putting weight away totally. from you. Those things are a little squirrely. They're fun. Like you can sit in them. Oh yeah, and, and move get them the boat. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It did, it really did not. Take Think about much. if we were in a little boat yesterday in that wind. Oh, oh yeah, that would have been terrifying. Sideways in those little waves coming oh, yeah. off the lake. Yeah. yeah. That was not not a good time. <laughs> it was, dude. There, I, yeah. It. We were covered like boats, in sand like, as well. Like, I mean, it, it it took all three of us just to get the boat on the trailer without, like, it disappearing on us. Oh, it would have blown all the way back up to Never Sink, no doubt. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. It was insane. I mean, there was three to four foot rollers down there. Like, I mean, that's we just a wind out. flume in there. Like, I've driven yeah. by it a few times, and you're even driving there. Oh, you can feel it? Yeah. yeah, on your truck. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're like, I've, Holy I've definitely cow. been stuck in there before where you're like, I don't know if I'm getting out of here. I mean, Joel's story today was pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but a hard I mean, boat would be even scarier. Yeah. I mean, he said he was taking on some water yesterday here and there and he's like, yeah, it was, it was not okay. And yeah, it, I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't to the point where I was like, Hey, this is like super dangerous. We shouldn't be doing this, but it was like, Hey, this could get to that point. You know, this we just kept sketchy. getting worse yeah, after we got off. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was getting a little, little hairy. Yeah. Little like Western. if you guys stayed on, you know, if you stayed upstream a little longer, yeah, yeah, it would have been, yeah. Lucky, luckily we bailed when we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we kind of were done. I mean, with fishing, we we're like, yeah, hey, we we did what we needed to do. Yeah, um, we were pushing out, and then it hit us. Yeah, yep. But yeah, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen out there. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Yeah, um, and you take that chance every time you go out on the river. I mean, we had that in March too. Yeah, I was all three of us. Yeah, and it started at the top of the float too. Yep, and that was that. That was a dumb move on our part. I mean, we knew it was gonna blow. Yeah, that wasn't the smartest move on our part. Wait, what happened? And when we were floating the lower, after we had that good oh, BWL yeah. day, and we got good greedy, Lord. we were like dry flash. Yeah, we got a little too greedy, and we we're like, maybe we can throw dries again all day, and then no, it nope. was not okay. Yeah, we couldn't it even just, fish. No, yeah, we yeah. couldn't even do anything. I mean, we couldn't even row. It no. was fighting. Yeah. Couldn't even row. We were switching out. Like every hundred yards, yeah, in the because we were just water. getting worn, just gassed, out. yeah, backwards, back row, yes, yeah. yeah, that was. I remember coming around the corner to Cottonwood, just seeing it, and I, I think you, Brendan, said he goes, "Was there waves in there yesterday? <laughs> Is that a new feature?" And it was like, "No, yeah. those are just giant rollers coming up river." I actually saw that. I had three floats on that stretch this this spring that we experienced wind in those flats that got gnarly uh the one time in the skiff was when it started getting hairy we had to get and pete had it happen that same day he yeah. was behind us in the skiff and he they pulled over him and ira they're taking on water they're taking yeah. on water not cool fuck that yeah, yeah that's scary yeah especially in a boat like that like it doesn't take much you know no yeah that's a little bathtub. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, not a big bathtub. <laughs> no, that's a little bathtub. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just yeah, anything can happen out there. You're totally right, though. Like, no matter what you're doing and what boat you're in, to some degree, you're always taking, in you know, some sort of chance. Yeah. Anytime you go on the water. Yeah. If you're tubing, <laughs> in board shorts with beer, taking a bigger chance. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Stay out of my way. Do as much as you can <laughs> to decrease the chances of something going Protect wrong. Protect yourself. At all times. Yeah, for sure. At all times. If you are going to do it, at least have a life jacket on. Right. Come on. Yeah. Like a good life jacket. Yeah. Not a freaking water skiing jacket. Yeah. I've seen that before, too. I've, really? Yeah. I had to do a rescue on a lady who had like a water skiing jacket on and she was just sinking to the bottom pretty much. Do you ever see people out here with those inflators, the self inflators? Is that a thing? I mean, I've seen people have them. I feel like that's more of a lake. Yeah. Cause it's sure. the chances of you going off. Well, we get yeah. people in jeans that like they'll come in and they buy a ducky or some inflatable and they're like, I'm going to be required to buy a life jacket. I'm going to go out on the river the belly boats and and then they're they're trying to to buy the you know pull cord inflatable 
Yeah. Flotation device, and it's just like... Which is weird, because those things aren't cheap either. Well, some of them are water-activated too, so like... Oh. If you take a wave, and you get enough water on that thing, it's going <laughs> to go... like an airbag going off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you don't want man. that. No. And some of them are just belts, too. I've seen the belt ones. Yeah, I've Which seen the belt ones. Which you definitely don't want in a river. Yeah. But I don't think that classifies as a type 3, either. And in most oh, situations, in most situations no. you have to have a type 3. If you're on a river, you want a type 3 or type 5. Right. And I believe those are the only two type of PFDs that yes. you... right should be wearing in a river scenario because um, they're much more buoyant than, say, something that you would wear to go wakeboarding or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Type 5 being it has head support to, like, hold your head up if you're incapacitated. Not necessarily. Type, yeah, the, I'm, even the rescue jackets are, like, Type 5. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it doesn't have to have that neck support. It's just the level of flotation? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does, so it doesn't much have more to buoyant. have that next support. Gotcha. But. And some of them come with the head pillow, or, yeah. or right. most of them now come with the, uh, um, what do you call it? The harness. Oh, yeah. The, the quick release. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, those, that's, those are like the rescue ones because it's for yeah. like. If you have to the, play chicken. Yeah. yeah. That's when you're in a really bad situation. If you have yeah. to like swim for a swimmer. Yeah, yeah, that's when you don't want one of those. Yes, exactly. Like, mm, I don't have one of those. Take not it off. Me. Mine's yeah, type three. Yeah. yeah, sorry. You I wear can't one, help don't you? Out. Yeah. Yeah, I wear yeah. one too. What do they call that? Fish bait when they just hook you off and push you in and you're hooked to the rope? I mean, you feel like it. Yeah. 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 I've never had a, I've never had a line tied to me with it on. I just don't wear one. I don't, yeah. I don't do that pretty smart yeah that way you don't get thrown in that situation if you yeah. come up on well, a situation like he's look wearing at this one. guy yeah he knows what he's doing that's yeah. the other thing too yeah, yeah. it's like if you just have one on yeah and you don't know what's going on automatically people are gonna be like oh he knows what's be... up yeah so like in my mind i'm not gonna wear one unless i feel confident that i can for sure and i mean they're bulkier too like i yeah. mean like the big thing with those, I guess, is like climbing back into boats. You know, if you fall out, like it's harder to climb back into boats because they can be bulkier up front. It's hard to get your yep. like your torso over that tube to get back into a boat at times. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've I've fallen out, and it's not fun getting back in the boat. And yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think it. I, I, it's not like I notice like, oh, my life jacket's in the way. It's like, no, I just want to get back in this boat yeah. as quick as possible. Yeah. Like, it's cold. Uh, right. I mean, I definitely noticed it the other day having, like, on the, you know, having the bulge in the front. Like, yeah, if it catches when you're coming up, this makes it hard. But, yeah. PFDs. Big water. Yeah, wear some PFDs. Big and water. freaking it's have them tight. It, yeah. It is good to see the big water. Um. We can go and transition into the Arkansas case that just yes. got denied. Um, Dang it. Speaking of the Arkansas, I guess that was a while ago. But um, we, I mean, I've talked about this case pretty much since I started this podcast. I feel mm -hmm. like I feel like it started back in like 2018 or something. Um, it might have been even, yeah, I think that's when it was. Yeah. 2018, I think it started. And it's been going for a while. Basically, like, I mean, if I'll just do like a quick recap, but basically Roger Hill um, was used to walk the Arkansas River in a certain section that was considered private. 
um, because here in Colorado, we don't have high watermark as people, most people know, but some people don't, we don't have high watermark, but he was walking a section of river that was considered private and was harassed by landowners multiple times. He had rocks thrown at him. Um, one of his buddies had the guy, Oh, what is his last name? Warsaw or something like that. Yes. That um, rings a bell. It's right here. Um, yeah, it's like Warsaw or something like that. But basically, he shot at one of his buddies. And the guy, the landowner did get charged for that. Um, but basically, he's been harassed multiple times on this section of river and decided to, him and his lawyers decided to take it to court and try to fight against nav, nav, eh, navigability, um, which would deem the Arkansas River high watermark. To deem it navigable, it, it has to have been navigated in the past um, at the time of statehood or before statehood. Mm-hmm. So they basically have to pull articles and find things that say like it was commercially used for logging, for fur trading, or that there's proof that it was navigated in the past to make it a navigable river. So basically, but it's the Arkansas. It's Arkansas. So it's obviously it's, a navigable it's been river. navigable, at Ar- right. but you have to have proof. Um, so their best bet, like it went to court, um, and basically they threw it out. They're like, eh, no, we're not dealing with this. They threw it out the first time, and it took them another year or so um, to bring it back into court. And I think that was August twenty one, um, or in mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. I don't know if it was. I thought I read August, but. Um, in 2021, they brought it back in, basically saying, "Hey, we're going to revisit this, and we're going to look at it a little bit differently." Because um, they kind of like with the whole New Mexico thing, right? Yes, they were looking at that. Yep, and that was actually—I don't know if there was a like um, a certain person who brought that to the court. I thought that was just like, um, like they made as a state, they made the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because of all the things that happen over in New Mexico and all the disputes that they have to deal with and people getting shot at and guns yeah. getting pulled on and all this stuff. So they basically deemed high watermark in New Mexico. Um, so I've been, I've been watching and waiting for something to happen on this case and nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. And basically when, when they took it to revisit it, um, it was Colorado Supreme court. So they went to Colorado Supreme court over this and it was basically, I don't know how they would call it. If it's not Roger Hill versus the state of Colorado or anything like that, but basically he was trying to prove navigability of the Arkansas river. So let's uh, back up. Cause okay. I'm a little confused. Okay. So you're, this guy's walk waiting. Yes. On, on, on private, private land. Yep. And in the state of on, Colorado, we don't have Arkansas, high water mark. Exactly. On the Arkansas river. So to me, sounds like first glance dudes trespassing. trespassing. Yes. Doesn't but mean you could shoot at him. No trespassing charges were ever filed. Okay, so that's where they yep. went wrong. Yes, no trespassing charges were ever filed against Roger Hill. But technically, still yes. trespassing. Yes, right. Um, so when this kind of went back into court, you know, everyone was like, "Hey, I mean, the titles were like 80 year old man may change water laws in Colorado forever, or like recreational water laws in Colorado forever." You know, like I mean, this was a big deal, right? Um, and I mean, people were hyped. Everyone, I mean, you had backcountry hunters and anglers supporting them. You had Colorado. Um, River Outfitters Association um, supporting them. You had the Whitewater Associ- American Whitewater Association supporting them. I mean, there was people that were all over this. Like, yes, 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 yes. But we've seen things like this happen in the past where 
things have tried to be deemed navigable. We've seen it here in this county on the Taylor River. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen it on the Lake Fork where basically private landowners try to bulldog people out of this situation and basically make them go bankrupt. And that's what happened in the Lake Fork um, with cannibal rafting, I believe it was. They made them yep. go bankrupt pretty much because cannibal rafting wanted to float the Lake Fork and basically they wanted, they had to float through a private section, like a f private fishing water. Um, and they said, no, you can't float through. You're not even allowed to float through. Which if it's a navigable river, you but legally can. Even if you, even any river, as far as I know it, as long as you enter through public, you're allowed to just float through. Yeah, because right. the, the state owns the water, yes. but the landowner owns the land, and therefore yes. you can't touch it. And they it, own the riverbed, and yeah, all that BS. Yeah, and so I think with the the cannibal thing, they basically just drove the rafting company out of business. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't afford to taking them to court. Yep. Yeah, and it almost happened on the Taylor. You know, I mean, I don't know enough about that one as it far as it wasn't settled in court. It was yes. settled it was out settled of court. privately. Yes. yes. Um, which is a tough one. Yeah. So that um, it just it just like doesn't. So basically, like give an answer as. As the public, as recreationalists, we haven't been able to fight this in any way. And so we, as fishermen, as boaters, as any any recreation on the river goes, you know, we were all rooting for this case. Like, hey, this is, this is a good chance. Um, and basically the court just the other day threw it out and said that he doesn't have, he's got no standing in what they called a right to wade um, on, in the stream bed. So basically they said, hey, he cannot fight this as a person because he can't come to the state and try to fight the state over this. It's up to the state to make the decision is what they basically said. It's up for them, not for him to try and fight the state on. It's up for the state to make the decision. Right. So basically what the lawyers had said was that basically because they said he had no legal right to do this because he had no he had no legal standing. So he wasn't in any trouble, anything like that, because no charges were ever pressed, nothing like that. For so, trespassing. yeah, exactly. So the only way that like a private citizen could fight this is if they got a trespassing charge and then they could fight it. Right. That's Which, basically the only way that the state is saying that this would, they would even look at this case for the most part. Well, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, the law is the Whether we agree with it or not, the yeah. law is the law for the state of Colorado. As far as I know, it doesn't. there's no exceptions for the Arkansas River. So if the dude was trespassing, then he's trespassing. I get that, like, no charges were ever filed on yeah. him. But, I mean... I know. I mean, it's, it's tough to say. Like, it's an interesting, yeah, we it's want an interesting it. Watch. We want it to change, and we want to. Yeah. We want to fight that law, but. I mean, the way at the same point in time, if you're just like belligerently breaking the law, I and that's what that's what the lawyers or, are saying. Like, or, that's why, what, why that's would you, what have you have ground to stand to on? Do though to to fight it. You to fight it, it's unless to it went to a ballot initiative. To break the law, pretty much, and get a trespassing have, charge. Yes, have trespassing and charge. Then you, then can you go to have court. legal standing to fight. To fight. Which you probably will lose that battle, yes, I would imagine. most likely. Yeah. And, I mean, we talked about it on a previous podcast, but most everyone was against this. Um, I mean, pretty much the whole state is like, no, we don't want this. Anyone who's our representatives in the house anywhere, they're like, no, this isn't going to happen. 
Um, and I, I can't, I don't have the quote in front of me, but there was, um, one of our representatives who basically said that the public should not own any part of the river. Hmm. He believes that only the landowners should like, if you own private land, you own the river and the public cannot even, they shouldn't even be allowed to have any part of it. I mean, that was his like floating through. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he was like, no. Like Which is you crazy. should not I mean, be allowed to own this. I, this I get, or even this is, like you shouldn't be allowed to be on this. If if I own this section of river, like you shouldn't even be allowed to look at it. Pretty much. This is a representative. This is Colorado. one of our representatives. I I get the whole land thing. Like if you own land, you know. Yeah. You you should be able to do it, whatever you want with it. But um, there's there's a lot more land than there are rivers. So and and they. Go ahead. Sorry. Like these rivers are going through public. I mean, like the Almont section, and like if there there would be so little water if if that was the case. Like if you know we couldn't float through and stuff like that. Like imagine the little box that put us in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. It would kill the recreational economy for the state. Yeah, there'd be no floating anywhere. Yeah. I mean, there'd be some, but um, there would not be much at right. all. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at one of the articles and some of the quotes right now, and this is from um, Colorado Public Radio. Did a, I mean, there's tons of articles on it now. I mean, it just blew up the yeah. other day. Um, so there's tons of articles on it now, but... Um, Basically, the main points here, it says Colorado Supreme Court said he doesn't have legal standing to make that case. Only the state does. Um, Hills Attorney, University of Colorado Law Professor Mark Squillance said that said that forces his client and others to break the law to be able to take this claim to court. Because once you're arrested, you're allowed to defend yourself on the grounds that you have a legal right to be there. But he doesn't. Um, that but this is what we're saying like right. because this, because this river is navigable by law i mean it really is it's a navigable river by law and that um, doesn't and change the fact that but, you can walk away but he's saying that because of the court's decision saying he has no legal right to even fight this the only way that you would have a legal right to fight it is if you got a trespassing charge which i think is silly too it's it's super silly i mean it's it's you're basically forced to break the law to try and fight this and right. it's it's almost like the state doesn't want to rule on it they're like, yeah. mm, we don't want to touch this. They're basically just throwing it out. Let's get rid of this. I think right. they're well aware that if it did go to a ballot initiative, it'd probably pass. I, I, that's, see, that would be a thing that I would be interested in looking at is what if this was a ballot initiative? You know, like well, what if we put this on a ballot and the state of, as the people, get to decide? I mean, hell, we got wolves passed, you know? Like, why can't we That's get navigability? I know. Why can't would, we get would, navigability? Would, yeah. You know? Well, and um, the landowner, like, the people that own the land and are against it, they're, I feel like they're in the minority. Think about how many people don't own land and want to recreate, you yeah. know? I don't know. It's just an assumption. I think they have right? probably more power than we do, or at least we give them that. I don't times. know. I mean, it could be. It could be, but think about right. how many second homeowners I mean, okay, might not it, even have the legal right to vote in the state of Colorado. Hypothetical, but how many people do you think are in our government 
that go to private fishing clubs, own private sections on rivers, own oh, houses totally. on rivers okay, that's that fair. don't want this to happen. Yeah. I, this is just how I don't know for sure, but like there's gotta be some that are like, Hey, I got some pull around here. You know, totally. I have, I have private access. So almost sounds I don't like they don't to want it away. to go to a vote. I don't want people walking up here. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, I'm paying a fee. I don't know this for sure, but yeah, I would assume, you know, I mean, I would assume people own water or own. Yeah. Own There's got to be some the people that fit into that box for sure. And go fish private sections of water or for their vacation or whatever and go, Hey, I don't want this. Yeah. Like I'll fight tooth and nail to keep this from happening. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my thought about it a little bit, but, um, well, and I guess, yeah, that's, it's very interesting to think about and it brings up other things like where we're working. I have you guys heard this whole thing with Pleasure Park? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know enough about it. I don't I either. It's hard for me to touch Speak on that just cuz I don't know, you know, how everything happened just, in the past. Well, I'm just wondering how land swaps like, like where, where whatever. where is that going to go? Yeah. Well, and see, the thing is, is like um, most people probably don't even know about it because no. from us, we're in the well, com- yeah, we're we in that community so every day. We're all, all, all we just hear chatter, but I don't think yeah. anything public's ever come out of it yet. No, right. Um, just to go back to this real quick, um, Justice Melissa Hart wrote the court's opinion um, and said that that it, this dispute has produced hundreds of pages of briefings. She wrote. The subjects of those briefings are ultimately irrelevant to the issue before us. Rather, this case requires us to answer just one question, whether Roger Hill has a legally protected interest that affords him standing to pursue his claim. He does not, she wrote. Hill has no legally protected right independent of the state's alleged ownership of the riverbed under which he can hook his declaratory, I can't read, judgment claim. So basically, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like he, he doesn't have, he's got no standing. Yeah. Um, it's not a legal issue. He's basically just trying to take the state to court over it, but it's not a legal issue. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, it sounds to me, what I see and what I read is that they're basically just going, Hey, like sweep we're going to sweep this on the rug. Like you don't have a legal right. We don't technically have to deal with this. We're going to sweep this on the rug. It's up to the state to decide is yeah. what she's saying. It's not up to the public to decide if the, if we own the river or not. Yeah. Well, it kind of, kind of sounds like two wrongs in an, in, you know, an incident where there's two wrongs and people are kind of hoping that because of this situation, it's going to shed light on the overall fact that we want to change law. Right. Cause I mean, okay. The dude trespassed. Okay. Right. Yes. He's trespassed. Allegedly. No, yes. Well, I mean, he's going yes. to court, but not stating, for trespassing. Yeah, he's, he's walking. Charged it, for he it. he he's, does not believe he is trespassing at all, and I do not believe he's trespassing at all either. According to nav- navigability, he's not trespassing. See, I just that's where I'm confused. But according I don't to know the where state, the nav- navigability according co- to comes the state, into it. Did well, he so boat it, in there? No. no so no. so navigability means that so these rivers were navigated in the past, like I explained before. Like trappers. Yeah, trappers, fur, like, fur bearers, like logging. If, if, if you sit okay. logs down the river for commercial logging before statehood, then that's a navigable river. 
Okay. So if you had any, any, if people, if you could prove that people were navigating this river before statehood, then it's navigable river. They also deem navigable rivers. So you're talking logging roads that go into, it's almost like there's like some, like almost no, an easement on, on the river. Yeah. Just the river. Just the river. So if people use the river to, to float, to push logs down, to, you know, I mean, back in the day, you know, I mean, people were floating rivers and going to camps and selling fur or doing whatever they were right, doing. Right, right, right. I, mean, no, I get trading. that. I get so that. That's, that means that it was navigated in the past, which means okay. that it's navigable if you can prove that. So then if it's navigable, then they throw out the law in general. Private, private land owners do not own the stream bed. Okay. If you can deem a river, if you can prove that's navigable, but, and so he proved it was navigable. So then they had in proof that it sense, was navigable. Then but they're saying can, that he doesn't have any legal right to be in court and make this claim. Okay. And fight the state over this. I get it. Is now. what they're saying. Right. Because he's just, he's just trying to come to the state and say, to hey. To his understanding, he's not breaking the law. He believes it's navigable. Right. And so it, he's not breaking the law to his understanding, which. You know, we could probably find, we could go to the museum here in Gunnison and find that the Gunnison has navigated in the past. You know, I mean, we know for a fact. Which would give us, yeah, exactly. in, in quote yes. unquote, the the right to just yes. walk on, yes. well, on you know, high water mark. You, you have to enter through public land, right. though. But yes. then you but can then stay you can high go water up mark. to high water you mark. Can stay high water mark. Yes, then you can go up to high water mark and navigate the entirety of the river up to high water mark. And you can't exit through private land. You have to exit yeah. through public as well. So as long as you enter and exit through public, you should be allowed to go to high water mark. So it almost sounds like there's some gray area. And there's the state tons needs of gray to come area. out and say, this is of navigable. So and they need to like big thing they were talking about was if like, it is or isn't. Yes. So a big thing they were talking about was like, hey, this is going to change a lot. You know, we're going to have to work on water usage laws. We're going to have to look, look at property costs. You know, we're going to have to look at home costs. We're going to have to look at all. And it's like, who gives a fuck? You know, like that, that's not our problem. Right. We, we should be able to own the river. That's not our problem that, you know, that the state is coming. It's your issue that you set it up that way in the first place and took it away from us. This is what government is for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is what government is for to work this shit out. But like, and what, um, his lawyer had talked about was also, you know, like if it is deemed navigable and we do win this case, then. You know, we're going to try to build a committee, which is basically in search of finding navigable rivers in the state of Colorado. And we're going to go through and find records that they were navigated. And then we're going to have a list of navigable rivers. And instead of just deeming everything high water mark, it's going to be a list of everything in the river that or everything in the state that's navigable. Which if they so that just... you're not just like walking up people's creeks or, right. you know, ditches or whatever, being like, hey, it's high water mark. I can go wherever I want. It's like, no, it, these are navigable rivers. Right. So there, there's a gray so area on if it is navigable or if it isn't. And if the state would just make it high water mark, then they wouldn't even have to go through that. Yeah, but they don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, I understand, you know, Jake was on here talking about it too. You know, he's like, and I mean, we've had this yeah. discussion, you know, a lot, yeah. private water, you know, a lot of people do like the private water, you know, like it kind of helps at times and, you know, it keeps less pressure. But like my whole point is like, think about, it. do you think someone is going to walk all the way up from garlic Mike's all the way up to, you know, the Gunnison river ranch? Or do you think they're going to walk down from Almont to the Gunnison river ranch? Maybe or, here and there, but like you doubtfully get... your go hearts. I fucking would. 
I mean, <laughs> you know, there's places yeah. I I already have in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll definitely walk in from here and go down to here. Because you know, day. no one else yeah, is gonna do it. I make a day out of it. But like, you're not gonna see as much traffic as people think. I I don't believe. You're just gonna see a lot more anchors getting dropped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're gonna see people who will push the boundaries who are, or or who don't know. They're like, hey, it's high water mark, and they're gonna cross over private property to get to the river. Yeah. And that's yes, no. You now you're trespassing. You're trespassing over private property. That's get to yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, but it's like we deal with this anyways. You know, there's trespasses charges coming out all the time of people dropping anchors on rivers. You know, yeah. People deal with it all the time. Right. But we would be allowed to drop anchors in these situations, or we'd be allowed to walk in from public and access certain water. I yep. I don't see like to me in my head. I go, we own the like as public we're public landowners you know we should own the be able to own the river i totally agree i mean i'm not arguing that fact and i mean right now like i mean we're is utah is in high water mark is it no it's just like colorado and wyoming's about the same utah or wyoming's just like colorado uh montana and idaho are um high high water mark yeah yep Along with New Mexico, and, well, and it's yeah, anything in those states, so it wouldn't even be like what they were fighting for in Colorado. Like, yeah. it can be some little ditch, yeah, that, right. You know, n- not an irrigation ditch that's man-made, but like, if it's a creek coming out of the mountains, you can walk right up it. Yeah, you know? and I mean, it's wow. You really don't like. I mean, you see people on sections of rivers in Montana and Idaho, you know, like walking the river. But it's not like, honestly, in my opinion too, it might spread people out a little more. Yep. That, you know, where yeah. you can walk up from Never Sink or, and go access other property, you know, or you can walk up from McCabe's and access other property. As far as you can walk up to high water mark. There's yeah. certain areas where you're not going to be able to go any further. Yeah. You know, where you're not going to be able to, unless you're swimming, you know, like. Right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think, you know, if if that did happen in Colorado, we'd see a, a frenzy yeah. at first and it'd be it'd be a little chaotic. Um but it it all settle down and it would probably balance out. It it balance out and be good. Like it's it spread people out, but there would be a moment of like everybody's like oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. Yeah right as it happens and and that could get a little crazy it'd be interesting for outfitters too you know like what permits do i need yeah like do i need that permit if this is a navigable river you know do i need to pay you to float this section of river because this is technically a navigable river you know i enter through public i exit through public i don't know That'd be an interesting thing, you know, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much the state it, would it lose would, on permits it as well. It changed some stuff there, too. Again, not our problem. I mean, it's like, th- this isn't for us to decide, you know, where this goes. This is for the We're government. We're paying you yeah, to. it's for the government to decide. But, like, how this works. I mean, it, it's it's hard because... Like, I mean, again, I've been following this case the whole entire time and it's like, I always fight for it, you know, where I'm like, yeah, no, like we, we should be able to own the river ourselves as public landowners, you know, like 
as residents of Colorado, like we should be able to do that, right. you know, yeah. and, and access the river if we want to. I think it's, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that someone believes that they own the riverbed. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. It'd be different if it was their irrigation and, and, ditch. And you know, that it gives but, them permission to do things to the river that yes. change things downstream. Yes. You know, you move one rock in a river, you set up one weir, blah, 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 and it affects downstream. Yes. It affects the public water. Right. Um, or that you can even stock it. I know. that's it's. Which that probably goes out the window if, if you do... You know, if, if the Roger Hill case did go through the way we wanted it to, like, there would be no more stocking, I would assume. Private stocking? Yeah, or, yeah. private stocking. And there would probably be no, there would be no more, like, landowners doing whatever the hell they want with the, the stream bed. Yeah. I, yeah, the stream bed, that one surprises me that they let that shit fly. Which Colorado, I think, is one of the few states that you can do that in without getting um, government involved. Like, you can just be like, oh, yeah. I want I'm going to put a bulldozer in the uh, river today. Yep. Move around some shit. Yeah. yeah. It could be July 4th, and you're like, I want to change that. Yeah. And go put it, you know. I mean, I've seen I've seen them change river channels yep. down here, below, right below McCabe's Bridge. Oh yeah, that that channel used to be completely different. Where it braids right there, mm-hmm. there used to be three different entrances to that braid, and someone went in and changed the entire channel. Keep them out. Mm. That's insane. They had a giant bulldozer in the river. Yeah, while we were floating down. Which and that's not even just an mm-hmm. access issue. I mean, that's like that's like health. that's an environmental issue. Yeah, at that's that point an environmental too, issue. You know, for sure. like. You shouldn't. I I just can't I can't believe in, certain in things other that happen. Yeah. In other states, if you did that, you would be looking at probably federal pound me in the ass prison. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I like mean, you'd yeah. be fucked. Yeah. I I EPA would be all over that shit. Well, because you, I think to in, in the Pacific Northwest, I get like fired on, up on this, dude. I like I get so freaking just fuming in the pacific northwest i believe if you're gonna go change anything with a river like as far as the stream bed goes or the bank you you have to get the army corps of that's what i thought yes army corps of engineers involved yes and i don't know to what degree it would take to need them involved or like the you know the parameters of that but um yeah, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I want to change that. I do it. I, yeah, and they do. Yeah, that happens here all the time. All the time. It's I nonstop. Mean, all, the well, Almont section, like, we see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, they will rip up banks hmm? and add rock. Yeah. In weird like, for places. For what? What are you doing here? Yeah. I've for seen what? the ones where they dig out. They'll get, like, some heavy equipment, and they'll dig out, like, a nice little eddy in a path going in so that their cattle they don't have to hmm not on the gunnison yeah that i know that shit was going on in my hometown on yeah. a smaller creek but it's and then there's like... other issues there too right but yeah that, dudes would like, be like clean water act and shit like that yeah like, see and so that's cattle accessing a river yeah like the tamichi yeah 
Um, I mean, yeah, how hard would it be for them to go out there with a with a, a skid steer and just dig a nice little area where the, the cows can walk right down into this little spot? It's oh, like they almost do. like a little boat ramp. And yeah, they do. Go ahead and go drink down there. Which, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not saying people shouldn't have the right to have their cattle drink water. Right. You know, That's but... That's cool. I mean... But you got to take care of the river. You can't just let those cattle drink water wherever they please. Like there, there has to be limited access to that stream because they will degrade the stream bank so oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. That it causes the the river to spread, and then you get warmer water, and the bugs and fish no longer want to be there, and it it's mind boggling. Like it's it, it, so at hard. Times it makes you yeah. It just it makes you furious that like, blood boil that you're even here in this state. But like, there's other times where you're like, I you know like yeah, I want to I want to be part of that. I want to help. I want to be how, part of the con- how you know they're not giving us the opportunity to help. You know, it's there's like, no conversation. No, there's no yeah. You start freaking that's kind of what and, and, the takeaway from this court case is that the private landowners don't want to talk about it no because they don't care they don't want to change what they have going on i've said it before on this podcast though like how many private landowners pay for wildlife pay for fisheries pay for public land how many of them are buying fishing licenses how many of them are buying hunting licenses how many people are out there actually doing something to help the fishery or um you know street not stream access but like their riverbank you know and actually make it support you know, life and they're not doing shit. Nope. You know, like in my opinion, you don't see landowners out there fishing nonstop. Yeah. They're there because they want to look at the river. They're not out there buying fishing licenses. They're not out there buying hunting licenses. They're, they're not out there supporting. They just want to take their buddies there and be like, look how cool yes. this is. And they use it. They're not out there helping anything. I, well, some of them are, I'm not saying all of them, but there are some really good stewards of the land out there, but there, Um, I would say they're few and far between very few and far between, you know? And it's like, how, how am I supposed to fight? You know, how are we supposed to work together when we don't, we don't have the same ideas at all. You know, like you don't understand that like you're over there harassing me for this thing that I pay for. I pay for, you know, healthy fish and healthy fisheries and for wildlife and for, you know, public access and for all these things, I pay for this by buying a fishing license, by buying a parks pass, by buying a daily parking pass, you know, on the Arkansas river or whatever, like all that money's going towards these things. I mean, it's just, yeah, I've fumed about it on this podcast before, but I mean, we're not the only ones just as people who fish and want access to rivers, you know, I mean, hunters have to deal with it nonstop as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, backpackers don't want to pay to for their trails. They don't want to pay for wildlife. They don't want to pay for any of that. But yet they want to use it all the time. Yep. Mountain bikers do the same thing. You know, they don't want to pay for any of that, but they want to use it nonstop. They're not out there buying guns or ammo or supporting any of this stuff. They're, they're not buying government-issued permission basically so like a like with, with state wildlife areas right for a few years there you had yeah. to have and, and this was a big thing like if you just wanted to go hike on a state wildlife well, area the, yeah this was just implemented like two years ago yeah right? you, you yeah. have to have some kind of fishing license or something like that you have to have and, a and hunting there's a, weird, or a fishing license and that's there, still standing yeah and and there's 
there's now a pass for it, I think. Yeah, you can buy, I believe you can put it. Because at Jeans, like, we'd see it all the time. Like, we'd tell people, like, well, if you. State Wildlife Area Pass or something. Yeah. I, but I think if I think you, there if is you an have, SWA I know pass. for sure if you have a hunting or fishing license, you're, you are required to have a hunting or fishing license to access a state wildlife mm-hmm. area. Any yep. state wildlife area in the state of Colorado. Yep. But how many trails do we see that go through state wildlife areas where people are jogging, walking their dogs, you know, yep. just fucking off and they don't have a hunting or fishing license. Yeah. And they're walking straight through. And they're using it. Exactly. And no one's going to crack down on that. Then what's the point of making the freaking law? Yeah. And it was, yeah, that's a whole rabbit hole to go down. I know. And like I, it we've was, done it before, but it's yeah. like, it's infuriating. Yeah, that the state just doesn't care like at we, all about what is actually happening around us. We get targeted. Yes, we're the bad guys. Hunters and anglers yes. get, and and I don't I don't know why. Like, I mean, from our perspective, we we care about the wildlife and the fish in this state more than anybody else, and we take, for the most part, I mean, there's some bad eggs, but we we take care of it. Yeah. And, and we're the ones looking out for it. Um, but we're the ones they get cracked down on. Yes. Yeah. Which is this, guy's, this guy's ruining my view because he's floating through my river. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's ruining my view on my $10 million home. Yeah. Or like, it's a pretty nasty you know. stigma. Oh, it is. Yeah. Or even, like when you go you to know, public like, land and it's just like when, when you talk about like migration corridors and like not letting certain people access it but you can go ride your mountain bike through it yeah mm-hmm. you 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 can go walk your dog through it yeah but if you want to hunt or fish like mm, no so that's that's always been crazy to me like it's targeted and it's unfortunate that i mean we're not out there harassing landowners no, we could be. yelling at them for being on our riverbanks. Yeah, you know we're not out there harassing. I mean, we maybe we should start. You yeah. know, hey, come outside. I'm gonna yeah. yell at you. Come yeah. on, get out of your home. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I and we're the ones getting yelled at for eddying out. We're getting rocks thrown at us. I mean, there's multiple videos of people in town getting rocks thrown at them from landowners. Yep. Not even. And some angry. of them, yeah. some of them, like, they're they're pulling over just to fix things within the boat yeah we talked about this before and they're on the podcast we have and they're not fishing yeah yeah they're re-rigging they're trying to keep people safe in the boat yeah i've had safety issues where i'm like screw it i'm pulling over yep yeah and and you still catch shit yeah and it's like okay here's an argument here's an argument so you know how people get mad if you pull over, like you said, you get you pull over. Let's say you netted a fish. Yep. Okay. And you pull over to make sure that everything's all right. You're not going to run into a rock. Your clients are going to fall out of the boat because you're trying to handle this situation. You're not trying to kill a fish. You think a landowner is going to be mad at you if you tell him, "Hey, would you rather me kill this fish, or would you rather me release it safely and keep my clients safe as well?" In the meantime, I don't think they give a fuck about the fish, especially well, if, well, if it's yeah. a privately stocked 
But no, I'm section. just saying in any section. Well, if it okay, let's say it is a yeah. privately stocked section, and you drop your anchor so that you're not killing their privately stocked fish and not wearing that fish out by chasing it downriver or doing whatever you need to do, or by trying to keep it in your boat and untangle and get all your hooks out so you can drop the fish back in the water. Yeah. Do you think a landowner, let's say the Gunnison River Ranch, where they say they have video surveillance of you out there, if you drop your anchor so you're not killing their fish, how would they feel about that? If you're like, hey, I had to pull over so I didn't kill this fish. Would you rather me kill it? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. You huck it on the bank, Adam. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. I think most landowners That's a pretty good argument. I agree. I totally agree. But I think most landowners are ignorant to the fact of like, they just want just to yell what goes at you. on in a boat. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, they're not going to have no you, idea, but it's like, you can come yeah. to them and be like, Hey, so you, you're for killing fish. Then you're for killing all these fish in this river. You don't want them here in front of your house anymore. You know, like you'd rather me just kill them instead. Yeah. I can do that. If that's right. what you want me to do. Do you want your fish dead? Yeah. I'll just start throwing them in the boat. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting argument, and I've had those situations where you do have a big fish on, and you have to handle the situation. I've anchored up and made sure the fish gets away safely and, mm-hmm. and survives and make sure that everything's good. I mean, you know, occasionally in certain places, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but, you know, you might hook into 24 to 26-inch trout. That's going to take you down riverways. That fish is going to be worn out. Would you rather me just keep floating and hold that fish in my net or try and get an inexperienced client to revive that fish? Or would you rather me anchor up and let something survive? Yeah. Yeah. I totally totally agree. I mean, I had an experience on the Gunnison one time where a client on on one rig, we, we landed two fish. And then there was like, there was an overhanging tree downstream, pulled over. And I was dealing with it, and landowner showed up, started yelling, and I was pretty much just like, "Dude, I'm just trying to like get these fish off. Like, I'm not fishing right now. All rods are in. Like, yeah. I'm just dealing with the situation." And he didn't give a fuck. He yeah, just, that's what I'm saying. Is he like, just, he at just, that point, no, I think like, the argument, the I think the call argument the is valid, but at yeah. the end of the day, the law is the law, and I don't think okay. landowners give a flying fuck <laughs> okay, what Peter. you're trying okay. to do. Okay, Peter. Let's pull it full circle here. Pull over for a situation like that. Lander comes out. They're mad at you. Say, would you rather me kill this fish? They say, no, I don't give a shit. They're like, cool, call the sheriff. I'll get a trespassing charge. Then I'll get to fight navigability. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not, <laughs> that, you're not wrong. You know, maybe that's, go maybe full that's, circle. maybe that's what you're going like, to do. Call the sheriff. Bring him out here. Give yeah. me a trespass charge. I'll, yeah. I'll take I mean, I'm not court. arguing that. No, I, know, I think, I, I think it's I'm all not, valid. I, I agree. I'm not attacking. I'm, I'm just, just saying, <laughs> yeah, no, I think <laughs> just, I, this I is really, how it goes down. I think, yeah. I think most landowners are, they're ignorant to the fact of what transpires they're in the boat. They're on a and power they, trip. And they, they're going to yell. They don't, they don't give a fuck. No. It doesn't matter what you throw at them. At the end and of the day, they're wanting to get fired up, right? They want to. All we need to do is just, we all just need to float the river and just start anchoring everywhere and get trespassing charges. They're not, we're, that they would can't be take something. us all to jail, you yeah. know? <laughs> that would be true. Like, oh my just, God, like, there's 150 fishing guides at a Gunnison that are fighting navigability over trespass charges. They're all in jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, what other, what, I mean, again, to bring it full circle, like what other option do we have? Like what's it going to take for us to actually legally fight it? Yeah. 
is what you're saying, yes. right? Yes. What other option do we have? But if we all do it, we, you know, we like, just all bombard the Supreme Court. They're like, we got 150 cases. Yeah. I mean, at some point, if we want change... They all have a legal right to fight navigability right now. We have to break the law to make change is what the state basically told Roger. If I were that guy, I would just go... We'd basically be like the Chicago 7, you know? Yeah. (laughs) If I were that guy, I would just go find someone that... I'd just go keep trespassing until I found somebody that was like, I'm going to give you... Do it. Yeah. Please. Call them. Be my guest. But here's the other issue. You know, let's say you're not trespassing. Let's say you're eddied out and somebody threatens to call the sheriff. Like, that's fine. Call them. As long as you know that you're not touching private property, in my opinion, I, I have told landowners, call them. Call the sheriff. Because, and be like, right now, I'm being harassed by you. I'm being harassed. I think that... You can, can also call Colorado Parks and Wildlife and tell them to come down here with the sheriff as well. Because I would. We need, I would we need to, to have a talk. Because you are harassing me right now and I'm doing nothing wrong. And right now, you're interfering with my business and what they consider gaming and trapping or whatever, right. like harassment yeah. of yeah. you're interfering with gaming and trapping is what they call it. And it's like, that's one way to get landowners off your back and be like, Hey, knock this shit off. You know? Yeah. I'm eddied out. I'm not doing anything wrong. Call a sheriff, call Colorado parks and wildlife, bring them down here. Yeah. No one, like no s- one will. I think that's no. Yeah. Something Cause they that know maybe I, that'd totally be something to do. So yeah. Just spread word with, everybody floating rivers and like if you get harassed by a landowner don't leave call him like you know just tee off on his ass i got a a hot ticket idea i can't talk about on the podcast right now but i got a hot ticket idea we're gonna discuss after i feel like some of these (laughs) landowners have nothing better to do than sit in their big house and look out the window i've I've seen them call the sheriff's department yeah i'm get somebody down there you call them yes and be like, hey, I'm also calling you yeah. to let you know that I am here. I'm not doing anything wrong. Yep. You know, and another good thing, like I've seen it. I haven't done it, but I've seen it where you have clients turn on a phone. Like start videoing mm-hmm. and don't show it. Just turn it on. And at least you have audio yep. of the situation or turn yours on. Just turn your video on and at yeah. least you have audio. And I've seen it where people will have it in their life jacket mm-hmm. and just have it ready. You know, because they know what's about to go down and they can video the whole thing. Be like, here's proof. Yep. I was being harassed. I was doing nothing wrong. And I mean, that's one way to fight landowners at this point. Like, again, what do we have to do? You know, like this is out of control right now. Take matters into our own hands. Yes, and, like- exactly. What are they going to do? If, if, you know, everyone in every guide in the state, every recreational boater starts fighting this. Try me, yeah. Holy shit, our trespassing charges have gone through the roof this month. Yeah. You know, like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, you have 200 court cases going out for fighting navigability over a trespass charge. They're going to be like, oh, shit. You know, like, how the hell are we going to manage this? They don't think, like, we're better in numbers. You know, like, Roger Hill, this is, is a great start. It's a setback because now, you know, private landowners believe that they have the upper hand. It's definitely a setback, but... That's one guy. Yeah. That's one guy. And he put up a hell of a fight. He put up a hell of a fight for almost four years or five years or whatever it was. But, I mean, you're always stronger in numbers. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, like, again, yeah, it's like, is this really what it's going to have to come down to? Right. I, I, in today's day and age, yeah. 
It's yeah. It it will. Which is. It's it's asinine. Yes, that's yes, and it. It's what are you giggling about over there. I just I we've just every time I talk this conversation with you. I know I, I'm telling you I'm very I'm heated about it. And I know. It's like what do we again? Yeah. yeah. What do we have to do? Someone tell me what do we have to do? I've been I, look. I'm spitballing here. I'm coming up with yeah. ideas. Yeah. You know, like no. Yeah. Roger Hill had the first step. You know, like okay, now we know. And okay, now it just can't navigability. Die. I think it's just yeah. going to take enough publicity now we know to where the state how to can't fight navigability. It. Yeah. The state can't ignore it, and it goes to a ballot initiative. It would be interesting to see how that would... Put it to I, a majority vote. I, I just don't know how you get at that... How do you get that on a ballot? That's a scary one, too, though. How do you get wolves on a fucking ballot? True. Seeing that, that fucking one's crazy, too. <laughs> we don't need to go, we don't need to go down that. Yeah, but but I, that's I, what I'm I, saying, I understand though. what you're saying. Obviously, exactly. there was enough uproar, yes. let's be honest, in but, okay, Denver. Okay, look. There was enough uproar on the eastern side... That they were like, well, I guess we'll have to put it to, but but look at no this. no it was it was money. Peter, it wolves was, well okay wolves are cuddly they're great people love them I don't fishing guides and trespassers are not cuddly and warm. yeah nobody cares about us yeah it's not like like if if you put that on a ballot say hey look I mean obviously it wouldn't be we'd have to reword it but it's yeah. like basically the moral of the story is all hey these- we'd like to walk all the private land that you guys own on the river. Yeah. We'd like to walk the river all the way and through your private land, what you consider private land. Do you think people are going to look at that and go, that sounds like a great idea? Yeah. But you are right. Know, we are man. stronger it's in numbers. It's obviously there's, not going to be worded like that. There's more public landowners than there are, you know, like there's more That's of us saying. who don't own property on the river I than think there if are you that gain enough awareness. I, wonder, I think there's a lot more people out there. But in how the, much in pull the, do people have? I wonder what percentage of people own stream beds in Colorado. And I would also like to know That's what I'm saying. They're in the minority. I wonder how many of I wonder how much capital those people have. Yeah, so that's where it gets different, right? And how much much sway they have in in the numbers. There's obviously a lot less people that own stream front access than there are people that don't own land, right? But the oh, people, yeah. the people that own it, like Cam was saying earlier, yeah, you're right. There's probably people that have some, they have some pull, they got money, they could, they could pay their way through this fight. I mean, like, yeah, like Cam said, even our representatives probably. Oh, they fight this. again. They fight tooth and nail. Yeah. Yeah. If it was put on a ballot, they'd be like, mm, 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 mm. yeah, like mm-mm. it would never, it would never go on. Cause We'd have to put it in one of those like nine thousand page bills that no one actually reads, you know, and sneak it in there. Yeah, hide it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All I'm saying it's, is, I, I like. How did it happen in Montana and Idaho? Well, it that was from the beginning. I think they was, just I drew think the line was, at the yeah, beginning. At statehood. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, that's still something that you can look at and be like, hey, look, there's other states that have done this. New Mexico oh, they just know. did it. They right. know. I mean, they know. Like, I think, I think, I, I don't think, I think they're enough ob- awareness. I don't think they're oblivious to the situation at all. Right. The I think what not. they no, see, yeah. I think what, again, what they see is that we want to access the river and walk private property is what how they see it. Yeah. And they don't want to allow that. Because they don't want to see us there the four days of the year they use it. Yes. 
yeah. No, I get it. I see. I get what you're saying. I'm rattling off ideas just like you are. That's what I'm saying. You get enough. I don't know. Strength, Have a little faith, in Cameron. Numbers too. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying that there's no faith here. I'm. I'm I will fight tooth and nail too. You know, but if they're saying what we have to do to actually fight this in court is basically get trespassing yeah. charges so that we have legal standing. Yeah. It's pretty silly. That's really silly. And then they're just going to lock you away and be like, well, you broke the laws. So yeah. You can't really, that's what I'm saying. If they'll you pull got, something else on you. If you got a hundred people to do that, you know, in one area, like, Oh my God, we started some yeah. oh shit. Yes. That cause like basically like what the court, the Colorado Supreme Court told the general public is is if you want this to change, you need to break the law. That's what I got out of it. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. And if you can get enough you people... You told me to break the law so that I can fight If you can get enough people this. on board, like all the fishing guides in Gunnison, get I'm everybody you, on board. What if you just what if you just walk down from the Taylor CNR? And there's a hundred of you just started walking or we all and just called, called news broadcasters, told everyone, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're protesting right now. Give us all trespassing tickets. We're going to fight this. This is the only way we can fight this. Fuck. Yeah. How many people do you think would be like, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to get a trespassing charge, but like, what's that going to do? You know, someone like, else is going to organize this gonna and stop they're going to, the getting state's going to find this podcast and they're just going to come down. Like these guys three. are colluding. Yeah. yeah, these yeah. Guys, yeah. <laughs> they're forming some fishing cult. Yeah. Shit. They're, we're going to yeah. get in trouble for they're, they're like, I'm pretty sure they're like starting riots and like, <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, we're going to take them actual on criminal charges. Yeah. I mean, would it be criminal? What, what can, how, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but like, but they told us to do it. What's it take to be, uh, make it criminal trespassing. Like, isn't there a difference between a criminal trespass charge and just I, a regular trespass charge? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the boundaries of that, but... That's why we're not lawyers. Exactly. But yeah, that would be insane to see, like, a a river protest. An uprising. Right? I mean, I've thought about it for years. I'm like, why can't we do this? I think we... Uh, it's just so hard to get everybody to commit to that. Like, yeah, you're going to... There'll be a lot of guide jobs opening up in Gunnison County. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to lose your job unless, you, yeah, unless you go to jail. I mean, you're not going to lose your job. You're like, hey, I got a trespass ticket. You know, like, can you still yeah. guide with the trespass? You ticket? know, that's also a question. Maybe we should think about that. Yeah. First. <laughs> Just take your clients if, with you. Because I don't. Would they take? Yeah. Would I mean? I, everybody get your two favorite clients. Show up at look, the CNR. This kid, we're all going to walk down the street. This could open up a whole barrel of monkeys. That I mean. This could go into a lot of different things. We're not telling anybody because a do lot this. of people are tint. No, yeah. but we're, we haven't organized it yet. You know, <laughs> it'll be a private Facebook group. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of guides are ten ninety nine. You know, mm. so they're private contractors. But you know, but do all those private contractors have an outfitter's license? Do all those private contractors have insurance? Probably not. If I had to guess, nope. I, I could so. probably name two that are private contractors that actually have an outfitter's license, a river outfitter's license, and insurance. Hmm. So 
this is this would come back on CPW like, well, I mean, these guys can't lose a job. They don't have any they don't have any of the qualifications. They don't even have any of their legal paperwork to have the job in the first place. How are you going to lose a job if you don't actually have the job, you know? <laughs> like if you don't have I don't know. I mean, this could open a lot of different things if we but pretend po- protest. We're not actually doing this. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, key difference between what is known as a trespassing and criminal trespassing, which is a felony, is that with criminal trespassing, a person knowingly enters or remains on... God damn it. <laughs> so it would be criminal. With criminal trespassing, a person knowingly enters or remains on someone's property. So this can be, be as simple standing in someone's yard when a no trespassing sign is present. Okay, but... If There's the river n- is deemed navigable, how is it criminal trespassing? It's not actually their property. Yeah, if we all we, we'd all have to claim like, oh, this is this is public. Yeah, I thought I'm gonna this plead is a navigable. This I had is na- no yeah. fucking clue. I thought this was a navigable river. I didn't know I was trespassing. I have proof that it's a navigable river. Check out this picture, 1875 before statehood. My great grandfather. <laughs> he was whitewater rafting the Taylor River. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Just pull some shit on. I mean, web. you'd have to have all your ducks in a row. You really would, before you started this think, so so called pretend protest. I think we might want to get a legal consultant before we go do this. Probably. I mean, I'm not saying we should do this t- like tomorrow or anything. No. But I'm saying, look, like I said, we're all just spitballing here. You know, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm just trying to figure out a solution to this. They basically told us we need to break the law before we can fight this. And we're coming up with ideas. Yeah, we're just spitballing here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think they're valid ideas. <laughs> I mean, we're beating a dead horse right now, but I'm entertained by it. Oh yeah, no, this would be it's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's... I mean, yeah, I don't know. Guys, you guys, you got any fishing to talk about or <laughs> no? Well, you've been oh, tying. That's, that's pretty limited right now. Yeah, been tying a lot. Tying been tying a lot. quite a bit. Yeah. Been tying a lot of stuff with lead and tungsten. Yeah. Same. I've been tying a lot of foam Apparently, bugs. my rubber legs don't have enough lead wire, though. I did hear that. 32. Who said that? Apparently, 32 isn't enough. 32 rafts is not enough. 0.25. You need 36. I wonder how much shit we'll get for that, that we're putting lead wire in our bugs. I oh, sorry, use lead, lead free. free. Yeah. I think that, I mean... No, you can get lead free. Yeah. I buy lead free. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I don't know. I just buy the wraps. I would assume they're they're not all lead free right now. No, no. you can buy lead. Oh. You can lead. buy lead. Hairline's got it lead. Is, it's a little heavier. It is. Sure. You're, yeah, I mean, with the, hmm. the lead free. But when I buy it in the spool, you can find the ones that, and you can order them. It just says lead free lead wire. Hmm. I guess that. Well, it shows how ignorant I am. I haven't even been paying attention to that. But I just buy wire. That is one thing I do. I am diligent about on my lead. That's good. Um, but because yeah, I mean, everyone's. How many people are like, well, I don't buy lead split shot. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, but I'm gonna tie my bugs with lead. True. That makes sense. I get that. Yeah, no, like I, I guess it's I still called know. lead wire, but it's it's lead free lead wire. It's lead free lead wire. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So 32 wraps is not enough on a number six. No, they're pretty good. I do I, I do like... Here's a little 
tying tip that I do. Is I tip tie for the day. Peter Sandals tip for the day. Tip for the day here with handle sandals. <laughs> so I'd like to tie. There's a couple patterns I tie in different weights. And I just change the collar. Like the, whatever I whip finish with, it'll do like a hot spot or something. Oh, that's smart. So like, you know, that's with rubber smart. legs, I do ones because I, I do ones that you can't put under a chubby. You can't fish hopper dropper. They're too heavy. Yeah. It don't really matter how big you go. I'm trying to tie my hoppers where I can float a Mack truck under. You know, like I, I would can, like, why don't, shit, how about this? How much you lead tie, do you have on that fly? I'll tie a heavy <laughs> bug and you tie a dry fly that can float a brick and we'll go, we'll just test it out. Do I, I, it'll be a battle. If you tie a bug you don't think you can put under a chubby, I will show you a chubby that I can, that'll float that bug. I bet you could. I bet you could. I don't tie in person. I mean, there's anyways. Be, I'm back not to what put I was like saying. Ten mils of foam on there. Or anything, <laughs> back to like, what I was saying. I, try this. <laughs> I tie rubber legs that I specifically have intentions of exclusively putting under an indicator, and I tie other ones that you could put under an indicator, or I tie. I just time in mind thinking like this would be more optimal for what i would and put. you use a different thread so that you know and i just change the thread out and i do like 25 wrap the same bug 25 wrap ones so 25 wraps of lead wire lead free lead, lead wire. free lead wire and then i'll do 35 i'm getting super specific that's heavy that's pretty but heavy that's as heavy as I that's a lot of, on a number six on a six how do you fit that on there it's is a it three point- x long still it works you just it works of what size lead free lead wire 0.25 oh but what if you just went up to like 0.30 you totally could but in my opinion i it gets bulkier so just for the profile i go with Hmm. but then when i go down to like a, a smaller size i'll drop that wire size got it so if i'm like tying a number yeah, 10 no, I, I understand i'll that. go down to a 0.02 i understand that just for profile see i'm on the basis if i just i tie them in different weights and then i just forget which ones they are and then and they all just get mixed together and then i go like this yeah yeah <laughs> bounce them in my hand i go that one seems a little heavier than this one yeah yeah and then i throw that one and i'm like wait that one was way too heavy yeah. <laughs> that must have that been one too. of the heavy ones <laughs> oh. same I'm a too, I'm a little too OCD. Shit, I really should have like figured this out before I did that. Shit, I lost it on the second cast. Yeah, damn, damn it. <laughs> Let's see if I can find a lighter one. Yeah. Same size but lighter. Yeah. You're Wayland. sitting there bouncing them in the boat in front of the client. <laughs> What's the dog doing? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to carry like. I that's a that's a very that's a hot tip, Peter. I like that. That's yeah, a, that's a good way to do it. I find it. I found it useful. Yeah. But. Yep. And I don't get like I said. I don't get carried away. I do two two weights. Yeah. One that I would rather fish on a hopper dropper, and one that I would rather nymph with. Because I try to get away from split shot. If I can get away from split shot, and and yeah, find that weight up For in sure. my flies, I yes. would prefer that. I like that as well. I mean, again, I also like if I pull out that heavy one that I didn't think was that heavy, and then my hopper starts to sink, then I start looking for a bigger hopper. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of changing out that rubber legs, I'm like, I'm just going to find a different hopper. <laughs> hopper's not doing it. It's kind of dragging down a little Need bit. Need more foam. Yeah. Hmm. But that is that is a much better way to do that. I could see that system working very well with jigs, like some jigs you have with yeah. lead wraps. Some are just the bead. Lead-free lead wraps. Yeah. Yes. Le- lead-free lead wraps. Yeah. Um, but... 
on a rubber leg, like I would, I'd fuck that up so fast. Yeah. And be like, wait. Is that brown or black? Brown thread means what? Yeah. Wait, I super glued it, and Wait. now it, all both of them just look black. Was that dark brown or yeah, camel? Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, obviously you've got to make the difference <laughs> substantial. Yeah. I just usually go hot spot. That's not a bad move. Just put like one strand of something in there. Yeah. Or you just whip it with. That. I was doing it the other day, and yeah, I, I mean, I'll tie it with like I'll tie the whole thing with the black thread, and then I'll whip finish that black thread, finish the fly, and then I'll trim it off. And then I'll just come back in on that collar, do a quick three-turn. With what? Like orange or what? Yeah, an orange, burnt orange. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. I probably won't remember that to do it or even like focus on it while I'm in the moment. But I do like that It's only one pattern that I do it on. But that is a hot tip. Yeah. Peter Sandals hot tip for the day. I like, I like doing that. it. I, I like, I put more time and effort into my flies than is absolutely needed. Um, but I, I like to. I it's for me. Like yeah, I'd, for sure. I don't, rarely tie flies for like other people. I definitely don't for like money. Like yeah. if someone's like, oh, "I'll pay you to tie some hand ties." Oh, I hate like, doing that. I don't. I enjoy. I enjoy the the actual just like sport of fly tying, and I like to get into it and get get nerdy. Yeah. And, I like it to look good, not for the fish necessarily, but yeah, um, for my box show again, my yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. get way too in depth than I need to. Yeah. I mean, we were showing. I every time you guys are in the van together, showing each other flies. I mean, we were showing each other yeah. dry flies the other day and different things like. But that. I that will say like this, and I think you all will agree on this one. It's all about confidence. Yeah, and if I tie a fly that looks better to me. Yes, and it boosts my confidence. Yep, and I'm you. You fish better with flies that you're confident I with. Definitely feel that. Well, so even... that's a kind of aspect right there where yep. I like them to look good. If it doesn't look good to me, I'm not going to fish it with confidence. For sure, I get that. Even a rig. Yeah. Like you totally. Know, like somebody else hands you their rod, and they're like, "Oh, just fish this." And, like nah. And I'm I'll just re-rig. Fairly superstitious <laughs> yeah. and picky. Yeah. Right. And like. But every once in a while, I you're proven wrong. And you're like, wow, this really works. And then all of a sudden, you got that confidence yep. with it. Yeah. So it, it I have you to might see learn it work. A new rig, too. Yeah. How someone I, else I rigs. have to see it work. Yeah. Um, which has happened a lot this year. You know, BCA training trips, floating with people you've never floated with before. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh what are you doing yeah what what is that actually? <laughs> yeah yeah i'm curious yeah i get that um i think was i think last podcast or podcast before we talked about confidence in your rig and mm-hmm. having confidence in your rig that's but the biggest thing probably yeah. came up i think it was last point. podcast yeah. there's no like 100 percent right way to do something yeah yeah but if you're just going out there and taking shots in the dark. I think you have, you're not going to be as successful. Yeah. Um, you, you need to, you need to have that confidence in a rig and like build off of the confidence in a rig. And like, you can adjust that as time goes on, like change things in your rig and create new ones. But that comes from a confidence in a previous built rig or a fly or whatever you're doing. Um, that leads to you innovating or right 
building your mm -hmm. i mean we could even go into since we're in it right now you know and we're gonna see it in the gorges here you know like high water fishing you know and having confidence in certain areas and and knowing certain areas are going to hold fish and having being confident in that area even though it's high water that fish yeah. are going to be in there and ha and i mean you have to be able to come into certain spots and be like hey i know you know we're going to keep we have to be confident in this spot you know right. we know there's fish here um and i mean that takes time like you're saying you know and just figuring different things out and where fish are sitting during high water yeah um, and you know like i mean floating low water years we were talking about this in the truck ride you know floating low water years um you learn helps you, helps you learn spots and structure where, structure yes same thing with things lake are too. yeah where certain things are and then you can you know as high water comes you can and it you're you know your plan might change when you get to that spot and like hey there's normally a shelf here you know but it might not be there today because it's 2000 cfs high you just or can't see it yeah you just can't see it so sometimes Wait. it's worth just you know fish in that area and be like hey i have confidence that there is a shelf there you know and we just got it maybe it's or try that uneasy water on the other side of that you know that shelf is in yeah. there um i mean we experienced some of that today too you know but we had just floated it the day before, so we kind of knew certain spots where fish were sitting. But, um, but we would have, you know, you guys the day before probably would have never fished some of those spots, like mid-river spots, without knowing. Yes. Like, oh, this is what the stream bed looks yeah. like. Yes. You would have just floated right over that and been like, hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't even have been a thought in like your mind. Super, super secret one, you yeah. know, that yeah. is like... You have to know that that thing is, is there. there and or because I mean, you or else you're just going to float over it or yeah. float by it and be like, well, it doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah. Right. You know, but you have to know it's there and have to be because that's the thing, you know, like big water on a river. Like when I would consider it big water, like the river goes flat. Yes. Like you, you can't see these changes. Yeah. There's changes in current pace. But other than that, I mean, you're looking at just a lot of water. Yeah. And there's no, like, obvious, like, drop-offs. Especially when it's off-color. Yeah. You, you know, you could be in... Yeah, you're flying in the dark. Yeah. When it's dirty, you, you could be in three feet of water and not see the bottom. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you could be in seven feet, and you have no clue. Yep. You're just like, oh, it all it's all the, the same. same. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, you... I, yeah, you have to know where all those spots and are. And that's like or when you you're confident a in a section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, and I mean, I, I guess like it, let's say you go into a river you don't know and it is a little off color and it's high water. Like, I mean, there's obvious spots to look for, you know, as far as slower moving water, seams, pockets, you know, stuff like that where, you know, you can start. Mm -hmm. and start or and work those areas but definitely helps to have some local knowledge you know and know where all that stuff is but i mean you're gonna find no better local knowledge than you know someone who floats that river every day yep but if you go in blind and have no idea yeah there's obvious spots to look for during high water um and to focus on those areas you know as far as slower moving water like i said seams if you i mean you can see seams mm -hmm. even though it, it can be off color 
you can see uneasy water. You can see slower moving water, even though it's off color. You're not going to be able to see depth changes all the time. Yeah. But you can assume, you know, in certain areas that there might be a depth change. Especially where it slacks um, out a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, not an easy thing to do to fish high, dirty water. But um, it's it's a whole game. Yeah. You know, you're, you're looking at how's the water changing throughout the day, you know. Is it going to be sunny, cloudy today? Is that going to warm up the water? There's so... When it's it's cloudy and dirty, oh my God, you can't see anything. No. It's harder to see those seams. It's harder to see that uneasy water. Yeah. Um, Everything just looks the same. Like you you really have to do due diligence and know where things are. Um, I mean, you got to give it the old... Like you got to try hard to make that happen. Now, if you give it some effort... And you stick with it and you're not hooking fish like you're gonna you're gonna eventually find that spot if conditions are right yeah where it comes together i think i i don't know if it's just like inexperience or whatever i mean yesterday the river was a lot clearer than it was today but you know like it's I just, I guess I just w- I want to hear your opinion your guys' opinion on this but you see a lot of people you know when it's high like, oh, you got to throw a streamer. It's high water, which doesn't ne- necessarily mean that that's what they're going to be on. Fish got to um, eat. It doesn't mean that they're going to chase things, you know, but it's like, I, I always think that's interesting. I don't know if it's just people don't know or haven't had luck or they lose a lot of bugs on bottom or, but that's part of the process. I think that like you lose a lot of bugs when you're fishing high water. I think the streamer thing comes from the versatility of a streamer. It, you know, you can fish it deep, you can fish it shallow, you you can fish it anywhere. And so therefore, like when the water goes big and dirty and it's, it's maybe. There's not that chance of losing a bunch of bugs. There's not or, that chance of losing bugs. Or unknowing. And you can, you can yeah. cover all the water. You can. And, and those people are going to pick up fish. Yeah. If they're active. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people like nymphing. They're just like, oh, like, you know, the fish aren't eating those. They're they're just trying to survive. And, like, if you throw a streamer in front of them, they're going to eat it. Um, But, like, big water, these fish are still eating. Yeah. And, it's, and, and they're a lot more pocketed, too. You know, they're not. Yeah. There's well, only so many places they can be. It's weird how you see them sitting in certain water and then not in, like, I mean, you can pull, you know, 10 fish out of one spot that's kind of unsuspecting. And then you go to a nice spot where you're like, oh, there's got to be fish in here. And they're just not. And it's got to be something to do with, you know, the hydrology of the river. And, you know, sometimes there's more current on the bottom than on the surface. Yeah, winter river's big. Um, you you have undercuts or undertoes that you know the bottom of the river is racing and, and the top looks fine. Um, and th- that the only way you're ever going to figure that out is by fishing it and, and seeing if they're there. Yeah, I also think you get the fluctuating flows and like it takes fish a, a minute to 
find their lanes. Yeah, like, and I mean that's part of it. Switching throughout the day, and they like, were maybe at this time of day it looks really good right there, yeah. but three hours ago that wasn't a good spot, and they just haven't found their way there. There were times today where, like at the top, there was one specific spot we were nymphing, and like I was looking at it like, dang, there should be fish here, but then I I pulled up my rig a few times. And my flies were downstream of my bobber. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Different hydraulic. And it's like, oh, the bottom of the river's probably hauling ass. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just can't get a drift that's worth a shit here. Or Not enough weight on your flies. Or something. Or maybe you're fishing <laughs> under them. Who knows? Not enough weight on your flies. You had, you had 32 wraps, not 35. Yeah. Yeah. Big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I wonder at times, too, if you're fishing under them. I probably do that a lot. I I mean, just because you're not catching them doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah. I I learned that with Cam this year. Fishing under them? Yeah. 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 I was just going way too deep, which I that's just... It worked right out the gate, you know? And and we picked up fish here and there, but... It was pretty interesting, you know? The second we shortened yeah. up it was like yeah i had never shortened up and gotten into more fish until that day yeah that was pretty wild which well, blew my mind yeah and there's that saying that fish trout specifically don't feed underneath their lateral line like trout can't look down they rarely <laughs> they rarely like feed down yeah i mean you gotta be like on the bottom so if know, they're like, glued on the bottom yeah like, yeah, you get what you're saying, but, like, if they're glued on the bottom yeah. and you get to the bottom, you're going to catch fish. Yeah. A lot of times they're there. But if there's, if there's, you know, like you're saying, you could be under them. If they're suspended in the water column and you're on the bottom or close yeah. to, I don't necessarily know that they're going to go down. For sure. I've heard multiple people say that. Like, I know Kelly Gallup's a big believer that trout, heard him say he, that trout don't feed down. Yeah. And I, I have a buddy who says trout can't look down. Like, yeah. I mean, same thing. You yeah. know, he's like, we're fishing, you're fishing under him. Yeah. You know, you're fishing under him. Like you got to pull that rig up. Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense to me, you know, at times, yeah. especially if, if there's, yeah, I mean, it's worth a shot. You know, I mean, they always say like add more split shot, you know, or whatever, but it's like sometimes if you shorten that rig, you know, you might be in them in certain yeah. spots. I'm um, also, that's fine. I don't know. I'm getting nitpicky here, but I'm also a firm believer in like leading obviously like leading fish but like going back to what you're saying you need to go you need more split shot when you're like you're already at the bottom but if you add more split shot and you can get to the bottom quicker yeah and they see that fly coming from because you get to the bottom faster on that same drift they see that fly coming from 15 feet or whatever you know their visibility is versus it coming down right in front of them and it's getting to the bottom you know yeah. fairly close to them and that it's not leading them enough in that you know in that lane whereas if you get it in that lane early yes and then you let it ride then when it gets to them yeah i don't know I'm getting techie here yeah. but that that's a situational thing it's one of those you know like so for me sometimes it's some not days- always like more weight to get down further it's not that i want to get further it's yeah, that i want to get, get there quicker, quicker. yeah it's quicker that's what i'm trying to like get i'm at. not going to change my depth i'm yeah. just going to add more weight so i can get there quicker and you're going to stay in the strike zone yes longer. for sure um totally no i get that and i mean like i i 
definitely when I rig up for either for myself or, uh, or for clients or whatever, like I definitely try to make like a one rig all, you know, if I can, yeah. you know, like, Hey, if right. we can plan this, make you know, it like, as versatile as you yeah. can. Um, and that's, that's a tough thing to do in high water for sure, because that water's moving so quick. Um, and yeah, like you said, who knows what's going on on the bottom, you know, your indicator yeah. might be up here, but your flies might be way downstream, you know, who knows, yeah. but um, I'd say definitely more consistent flows. You know, I, I try, I try to do that a lot where I, Hey, I can fish this rig on the bank. I can fish it on shelves. I can fish it in deep water. As long as I plan it right, yeah. you know, and let it get down to that depth at a certain time, you know, as long as I plan that cast, right. As long as I, right. you know, then it might be able to drop off that shelf perfectly and get to where we need it or just let it ride and then let it just keep sinking or yeah. whatever. Um, it's a, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. getting nitpicky. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot to it, right? It's a lot of like, different ways to. Do, uh, yeah, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You other know? times, I, mean, like, I rig three rods, or I'll have like another rod that's specific. Like I'm looking for one type of water where I'm like, okay, now I want you to fish this. Yeah, rig, you know. So sometimes you're you're rigging rigs that are very specific for one type of water, and other times you're looking for the most versatile option. Yeah. It's tough to do that in the gorge, though, at times, you yeah, know, because you don't have multiple rods rigged at once. It's definitely that a day was, two thing. Yeah. 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 Like when I started working down there, because um, like on the upper, I typically run quite a few rods on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all different and they all kind of serve a purpose. And I do have a rig that's versatile. Yeah. That we can fish on the run, but um, Other know, low, nice. low water, when you pull over on the upper, like you, you could be looking at like the way I'm looking at the water, there's a few different things you're looking at, but in the gorge, you know, you're, you're not going to have rods strung all over the boat. No. You're, you're holding on to those rods, the two that you have out and that's it. I've caught crap for it for doing the gorge. I'm not going to lie. I do it a lot. in the gorge. Rigging two different rods. I'll rig up a third. And I'll I, have if, I, if I have one I don't guy, do it in the it's rapids. a lot easier. If I have one guy, it's a lot easier. Totally. Um, um but it, I definitely do it, but it's, I've moved away from it just because I like, even on the upper up here, you know, I've moved away from it. Like, yeah, there, if, if I'm fishing with a buddy, you know, I might be like, Hey, yeah, let's have a nymph rig. Let's have a hop dropper. Let's have a dry fly rig, you know, like, and right. we can switch between those mm -hmm. depending on the situation, you know, whatever. If I'm with clients, I usually don't do it too much even up here. Cause it just it becomes a headache at times, yeah. you know, where they're like, you know, they might tangle up that nymph rig and they're like, well, you got another rod rig. Just hand me that one, you know? And you're like, well, uh, and then, you know, then all of a sudden you got two rods tangled, you know, instead of just one now you gotta and then twice. you got to re-rig twice or whatever. And so I, yeah. like, I'll have them there, you know, if it's a certain situation, but if I got two people on the boat, I'm definitely not switch. Like be like, here, now you're up with this one. Now you're up with it. I'm like, nope, we're sticking with this and we're just going to change our rig yeah. throughout the day if we got to go deeper or heavier yeah. or lighter or if we're going dries or whatever i never because rig I, a rod I, just, just to hand them a new one that's not the purpose yeah a lot of people do that but i i don't get in too many positions like i fish a lot on the run like i i especially up here just because a lot of people are pulling over um and stopping and you can't necessarily just stop everywhere up here if there's too many people in certain holes you know you might float a section of town and you might have come around the corner and there's a guy anchored here. There's a guy anchored here. There's a guy anchored here. And you're like, well, plan goes out the window. Exactly. You're like, okay, we'll plan ABC just as out the window. 
I can't pull over and be like, here's your nymph rod now, yeah. you know, nymph this hole. So like I plan a lot to just fish on the run and, you know, like work areas on the run and find my inconspicuous spots where I can pull over and fish that same rig, you know, in certain areas or certain ripples or whatever. And I might change that a little bit while I'm sitting there, you know, like, Hey, let me see that. Let me micro you know, adjust your weight. Exactly. I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Because I just like, I, again, it just, it becomes a big headache to be like, all right, I got to pull over. I got to grab this rod and we're going to switch like, okay, remember how to throw this. This is a nymph rod now, you know, like we're looking at this, you know, you can't necessarily backcast this like you can the hopper dropper or whatever. And it just becomes a huge headache for me. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of information coming at clients at times. And so, I definitely, and this is, I mean, this is just my personal, mm -hmm. like it's, how it's I It's totally a client read. Yeah. And it's some, a client read I mean, in this not situation. E not even. I mean, I try and dictate the situation. Like, nope, this is how we're doing it. And we're going to stick like this all day. And this is, and we're going to be consistent with this. Yeah. If it's not working, like if I'm throwing this and it's not working, I'm like, Hey, maybe we need a nymph, you know, like, all right, we're, let's change up our rigs. Like maybe we need to go to the nymph rig, but I try to like, Hey, this is how it's going to be and dictate that situation myself. Like even if I have a client that is like, Hey, I've never casted a fly rod in my life. I'm not necessarily going to hand them, you know, a triple fly nymph rig, no. you know, or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. it can dictate, but I probably wouldn't do that anyways to any of my clients, you know, for the most right. part, it's going to be like, no, this is the way we're fishing. And I'm going to teach you how to fish this way. And we're going to do this all day this way. No, I get that. Like, might, like, keep it simple, stupid. I get that. Yeah. Like, I totally do. But there's definitely situations like I do it a lot in the gorge. If it's if it's day one or day two and I got all day and nowhere to be and we're not going far and we're going to be pulling over and, and doing some walk waiting or fishing out of the boat in an eddy line or something. And and I have an avid angler that's like, hey, a hopper dropper is the best for their on the move. And. You know, maybe we want to get deeper in some of these bigger pools, you know, and, and I don't have the, the big things, the rapids, so like that my day dictates that if it's yeah. day three and we're rocking through all the rapids, I'm not going to have that third rod rigged. But if I'm floating from, you know, cowboy to caddis and we're going to fish in Ute Park all day. Yeah. I want to put an imprig together. I, I understand that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I understand that. Too. And if, and if they can handle it. And I'm like, and I got no problem pulling over and be like, okay, we're in a different situation now. You can't cast this like you were earlier. Yeah. And if they're, you know, uh, to, you know, an angler that can, you know, obviously I, you don't do that to some people and, and that are new and just overwhelm them. Yeah. But if it's someone that's comfortable with the situation, I got no problem. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you fish. Yeah. Everyone's different and everyone fishes it different and. Yeah, there's definitely situations like I mean, I a superpower, you know, like is like I wish I could change my rig midair at times, you know. And yeah. Like I mean, I I my buddy told me that he's like, man, I wish you could just change your rig in midair, you know, like while you're casting, be like, oh, nymph rig, you know, like yeah. for certain spots, be like, oh, that's right. really dry fly. You're like, oh, dry fly, you know, right yeah. as you're casting, and like you just have it keyed up in your brain, you know, like this is the dry fly I want. This is, you know, right, like, yeah. and you could just change your rig because there's times where you're like, you can't fish at all, you know, but like you wish you can. And I mean, there's ways you probably could, you know, but it's, it, yeah. If you had a superpower, that'd be that'd a be pretty sick. sweet superpower. You know, right. if you just change your rig in midair. Right. I mean, I was thinking that today at times when I was casting, I'm like, man, that looks like super hopper dropper water. Like I yeah. wish I could just, 
get rid of this rig right now, you know, and just right. cast into there. Yeah. Um, or just change your depth a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't want two feet shorter. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a, yeah. yeah. Can't. It would be a cool superpower. It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to that too, like I've definitely had situations where I've pushed it maybe and like hand someone a heavy nymph rig and like, okay, we're going to give this shot and they fuck it up. Oh, that's on me. Yeah. I got no problem Let me problem teach with that. you how to throw this Okay, let's try it again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I, I get where you're saying, like, you want to try to dictate your day, but I'm also at times very fly by, like, what's going on. Yeah. You know, like, if situation's changing or. I guess I just hate throwing a fucking indicator. Yeah. And I just try. I'm like, if there's anything I could do to not do that, that'd be great. Yeah. If never, I have to, then I'll go to it. Yeah. And like but. for me, I know the big thing in the gorge too is like for me, a lot of times it's finding those bigger rainbows. It's kind of, that's what I'm after oh, with, yeah. with going to that. I got you. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not that I'm like, oh, if I give them a nymph rig, like I can burn more time here or I can, we might be able to catch a couple more fish. No, it's like, okay, we're doing pretty good. We're catching some good fish, but like. You know, there is that chance that, and, and I have some honey holes in my head that I'm like, Hey, this could be good. And you know, sometimes that's the fish of the day. Yeah. Sometimes that's the one that they, they're riding home on. Yeah. And, and they're if, like, and Hey, we, he was a good guy. He pulled over. He gave yeah. me a new rig. He spent the time to For put sure. it on. He showed me how to cast it. And we landed that one big rainbow Yeah. or that one big Brown. And then we went back to what we were doing and we yeah. caught a bunch of other fish. Right. I get that. Like that's, that's yeah. a day maker. Yeah, Definitely. I get that. So that's kind of what, that's my thinking in it. Yeah. I don't do it for any other reason. I don't do it for numbers. I do it because it's like how I can get this guy on a better fish yeah. maybe or, or the chance to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it like, I guess it, it eats at you if you don't, at least me, like if I don't yeah. try to fish that water yeah. that I know has potential, Yeah. it does like eat on me at the end of the day like ah. and sometimes you draw a goose like egg I but you should've. say hey we that's tried. fishing yeah, we, we tried, tried. there's a good life catching. lesson for you we tried take that one to the bank <laughs> <laughs> we tried we tried well what do you think i'm good i don't know good. i'm in talking it's fun <laughs> how, how long did that go uh we're at two hours that's seven minutes good. yeah that's pretty good what the hell <laughs> what's going on over here <laughs> alright thanks for listening thanks for being here boys